102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Man, there's some football to talk about with Scott Cohen coming up later on today. Some of it's really good. Not all of it, but some of it. And uh, he'll be joining us after 7 o'clock today. And the camp is closed for the season. Tell you all about that. And some things I won't tell you about. That's coming up later on this morning, too. And so much more. It's just about 5.35. We're back to Nagel on Rock 102. New- okay. <laughs> okay. Rock 102, right. Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 5.50 in Queen on Rock 102. Are you here today? I feel like I'm a million miles away. So we're, uh, we're, we're uh, just, just before a Fat Bottom Girls uh, starts... Uh, Bax puts on his headphones. That's usually my cue to put my headphones on because I'm paying attention to stuff going on on the screen. Right. And then, uh, and then I, I put my headphones on, and then all of a sudden I hear that little music sounder uh, or that thing between, oh, it's Bax and Nigga and the Chum and you know, all this other stuff. And I'm like, okay, you scared me. And then I'm thinking we're going to go on after that. And yeah. then Fat Bottom Girl starts. Right. And then you say, I don't know why I did that, uh, but whatever. And then at the end of the song, I'm still waiting for you to put your headphones on. You don't, and here we are. Well, here you. But you said I'm gonna. I, I just like to follow your lead, and I told you that's like the worst possible thing you can do. I guess so. Yeah. I, I you know, uh, I guess I need to start leading the, the no, break I, now. I don't. I don't think so. Just do you want to take turns leading the break? Yeah, I can give a little info about the song, and then you you can you can uh, you can do your thing every once in a while. Do you ever hear those stories about like uh, Vietnam veterans coming home and they've got these post traumatic stress disorder uh, you know things going on in their lives where just you know little tiny things could trigger uh, a much worse depressive uh, type of yeah. uh, panic. Uh huh. You don't want to. Do I don't that. even want to talk about that. All right, it was just an idea. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert. On all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. And if you've got storm damage affecting your water, call Aqua Pump in Stafford Springs. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood trash. Robbie Coltrane died Friday after battling an illness for a few years. I'm he sorry, was... are you talking to me? Yes, I am talking to you. Ha <laughs> After battling an illness for a few years, he was 72. He was best known for playing Hagrid in the Harry Potter movies. He was also Valentin Sukovsky in James, two James Bond films. Wow. I like that guy. I did like that guy, too. He was uh, he was seemingly... He, what was the, this, the old um, British movie he was in from years ago? Oh, my God. He was in a million things. I know, but there was one that I really, really liked, and now I can't remember. Uh, it was that thing with Robbie Coltrane. Did he dress up as a nun at some point? Was there a movie that he was he, in that he, he was a... Yes, but I cannot for the life of me recall what that movie I'm was. I'm sure somebody will text it to us, but I'm just, uh, I just can't remember what the name of that movie was. I always thought that was funny. Like when you're really high. Yes. Is it Nuns on the Run? Nuns on the Run. Nuns on the Run. It was Eric Idle was in that too, right? I believe he may have been, yes. There you go. According to a new survey, Joe Pesci has the record for the most F-bombs in his movies at 272. He's followed by Jason Mewes of uh, Jay and Silent Bob fame. Is that per movie? I don't know. Because in, like, in Raging Bull, he had to be close to that. It must be It must be per movie, because I thought, what's his name, uh, Samuel L. Jackson was the, was the number one guy. Well, 
he's pretty damn close. But it, you know, if you really pay attention in a side-by-side comparison between Samuel L. Jackson and Pesci, I think Pesci takes it every time. I think he does. I guess he. I guess he does. In fact, it's more remarkable when he gets to a film without using it, like Home Alone one and two. Yeah, it, it's per movie because two hundred and forty-one of those were from a single movie, Casino. Exactly. You know, Al Pacino is second with one hundred and ninety-seven, followed by that Jason Mewes, uh, Jonah Hill with one hundred and eighty-three, Leonardo DiCaprio with one hundred and forty-four, and Seth Rogen with one hundred and forty. Uh, Denzel Washington is the king of the S-word with 84. Most of them were in training day. Mm, that's a lot of them. Uh, Hell isn't as popular as uh, as those other two, though. But Al Pacino has used that 49 times, which is a record. Leo is second with 39, followed by Dennis Quaid with 38. Wow, Dennis Quaid made a list with Hell. <laughs> isn't it kind of like watching a Dennis Quaid movie? It's like being in being Hell. Being in Hell. Mm-hmm. Brad Pitt did a lot of self-reflecting while producing his new art show, and he says, quote, I was looking at my own life and really concentrating on owning my stuff where I was complicit in failures in my relationships, uh, maybe places where I have misstepped. That uh, sounds like an artist. Is that, uh, is that when you, what did he, didn't he like smack a kid across the airplane? And, and, I believe uh, he shook one of his kids. <laughs> yeah. And that's <clears throat> a problem. He's a good dude, though, you know, yeah, what he wants you to say. Apart from that believe. abuse stuff. Sources say Harrison Ford will replace William Hurt as General Thunderbolt Ross in the Marvel Universe. Uh, Hurt died earlier this year. Right. So now it'll be Harrison Ford. Eh, that's, that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good switch. Do you think that uh, maybe these movie people might want to pick somebody who's not as close to death as William? I mean, William Hurt didn't seem like he was going to be a guy that died, but Harrison Ford has got to be in his eighties. You know, anytime you choose a young guy. To play an old character. Basically, what you're saying is there are no old actors worthy of playing the role of old men. Yeah. So when you have an old man, like a Harrison Ford, no one can deny that you're being ageist or uh, you know, discriminatory in any fashion. You should be able to pick uh, like a 50-year-old who looks like he's 80. Magic of makeup. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chevy Chase says John Belushi stole his vial of Coke when they were on SNL together. Uh, Belushi denied it, but a month later he saw the vial at John's apartment. Well, are you sure it was your vial? Because I'm pretty sure John had his share already. Yeah, out of all the vials of Coke, how do you know that was the one that was yours? Because it said, big giant Hollywood jerk on it? You probably didn't, I don't know if you ever did. Read uh, Bob Woodward's book, Wired, no, about John Belushi. No. Belushi couldn't stand Chevy Chase. Hated him. So if someone was going to steal Chevy Chase's Coke... It was probably John Him Belushi. or Aykroyd would have yeah. done it. And they would have used all the Coke in like a half an hour. Well, that, that, that's his fault for leaving his vial of Coke out where anybody could take it. Yeah, but they really like screwing with the guy as much as they could. Yeah, they hated him. Yeah, I guess uh, that's the more I find out about that about how much he's a jerk. And I wonder how he even gets work anymore. He's not getting as much as he used to. No, but you would think that uh, they would just blacklist him altogether from Hollywood after all those people didn't like him. Megan The Stallion says she needs a break because she's physically and emotionally tired. She hosted SNL this weekend and was the musical guest. Also, her home in uh, L.A. was robbed on Thursday night. Will she be put out to stud like most stallions? Probably. 
you know, just put a blanket on her back, and I think she'll be fine for a while. Give her another bunch of oats, maybe you know, a salt lick. These uh, these young music stars, they're probably promised the world saying, hey, you can do all this. You want to make millions of dollars, don't you? And then they and then they do it, and then they realize, yeah, this isn't really what it was all cracked up to be. you have any idea how hard it is to get any millennial to do a lot of work? Yeah. And then when you got a millennial and you force them to do an extra amount of work, they can't handle it. Well, it's emotionally, uh, they're emotionally unavailable for the job. They're triggered by all that responsibility. Oh, is that what it is? Yes. And uh, writer-director Damien Leone isn't really happy that people are passing out during the movie Terrifier 2. Remember we talked about this a little bit last week with people throwing up out of the theaters? Mm-hmm. He says, quote, I would have loved to have a couple of uh, walkouts, but I don't want people fainting, fainting getting hurt, or uh, anything during the movie. Well, maybe nobody wants to go see it then. If you put it that way. Or maybe that's the reason why people would want to go. And an intruder tried to break into Kim Kardashian's house, but was stopped by security. Really? Yeah. She must have had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had an intruder that close was when Ray J played the womb raider and covered me in weasel sneeze in that sex tape you can purchase on Point for $39.95. Weasel sneeze? You need like a magic eraser to get all that stuff out? I think so. I would think so. It'd come right off. <laughs> Caitlin? Well, I never got that done and do with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once gave her a Montana mouthful. A little frosty walrus strawberry mouth. <laughs> what, are you, what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I gave her the California crab... crab <laughs> Sound cra- California crab walk rangoon to the bathroom. That's a real mouthful. And Kanye? I'm thinking... Maybe I shouldn't be saying a whole lot of stuff. Like, maybe I should just calm down and not say something stupid. That's a good idea. Because everybody's on my ass about all that stuff that I said about those people. And then the thing over the weekend. Yeah, well, that's that's the way it goes. Such an injustice. And that's your Hollywood T-Rash and Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Let's get real. What do you want? But there is a quarterback controversy cooking over in Foxborough this morning. Sure, you can make the argument that Mac Jones should get his starting job back after he recovers from his painful ankle injury. He is, after all, a former number one draft pick. But then you look at the 309 yards and the two touchdowns that Bailey Zappi threw yesterday, and you have to wonder, hey, maybe this isn't some sort of fluke. Maybe this kid is the kid that we should be focused on all along. The truth is, Mac Jones hasn't exactly set the world on fire, but in the last three games, Bailey Zappi is starting to make people wonder what's coming up next. He's like the brand new... Johnny Unitas for crying aloud. Remember, Bill Belichick is the same guy that cut Bernie Kosar from the Browns, the same guy that chose to bench Drew Bledsoe in favor of Tom Brady. Bill Belichick is the honey badger of football. Honey badger don't care. Honey badger don't give a crap. If you're not giving Bill Belichick what he wants, he moves on. And a quick recovery from a boo-boo is if that's what he wants, and the kid that's filling in is doing a better job than you were when you were healthy, then no one should be surprised by what could become the inevitable. Do you necessarily make career decisions based on beating the Cleveland Browns? A Browns team which, by the way, was guided by Jacoby Brissett, another Bill Belichick castaway? Probably not yet, but I'm sure that conversation is already swirling around in Bill's head, just like it is for everybody else. At the end of the day, I wouldn't be surprised if Bailey Zappi winds up being your guy for the rest of the season. But hey, in a Mamai Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Replace the blades on your circular saw. Five bucks. Get a new set of paddle blades. Five bucks. 
It's the five buck bits and blade sale going on at Rockies. DeWalt, Irwin drill bit sets and saw blade sets. Check your toolbox, see what you're missing, and then hit the five buck bits and blade sale at Rockies. I'm back, that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 612 and Alice Cooper with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's uh, going to be, uh, well, cloudy this morning and then rain showers throughout the day with a high of 61. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 58. It is 41 right now in downtown Springfield. Camp is closed. Camp is closed That's for the it. season. Done for the year. Well, you know, for the remainder of the year. That's yeah. it. It's all you, done. You went up there over the weekend and you... Uh, you, did you did you clean the remaining uh, goo out of the tank? Everything is taken care of. Yeah, everything, everything from uh, you know cleaning the thing to taking all the potential stuff that could be eaten by bears. Yeah, out of out of the uh, the RV. Toilets were taken care of. Everything. You know the thing about uh, about owning this this uh, this uh, this camper up there is uh, you don't realize when you're. Um, when you've lived here all along, how gorgeous it is, like around peak season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm driving, we're driving up there on Saturday, and uh, you know, we got a little bit of a late start, but not too much of a late start. We got up there like around, do I don't know, say like one o'clock. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just like, I know that in like a matter of two or three weeks, it's going to be kind of a depressing place to go up because all, all that you have nothing, all you have left are bare trees and nature. Right. But there's something about when you're driving up there and there's still a little bit of color left on, on the on the trees, you just go, oh, my God, I can't believe it's going to take me another year to see all this beauty. And you know how I am with nature. Oh, yeah, I'm you not always, nature. Yeah, I'm not crazy about it. But mm-hmm. yet nature is the primary reason I like going up there, which I have a hard time reconciling. Like, I don't like being in nature when I'm near my house, like mowing a lawn or raking a leaf. Or even uh, you know shoveling a, a driveway with natural snow, yeah. but if I'm going to go up to to Vermont and just sit around for a few hours, which is really all I ever do right. while I'm there, I freaking love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah, you know, I got to get a chance to get away, and now uh, for between now and say, oh, I don't know, uh, the beginning of spring, I got nowhere to go. So I'm looking for invitations on the weekends for now. I need to need a place to go just to hang out with people. Which is a lie because you don't like to go out really that much anyway. <laughs> You're like a homebody. I actually am a kind of a homebody. You're kind of like me. I'm I'm reading this article on Western Mass News about several of bring, several events bring thousands of people to downtown Springfield, and I'm like, I'm too bad I missed that. that it's it's kind of like the same yeah. argument with the Big E. Yeah. Yeah, too many people. Too many people. When when someone did you go to the Big E? Well, with one hundred seventy eight thousand people, the last thing you know in a day, the last thing I want to do is hang out with them all. Yeah, you know, and I and I was I'm a sociable guy in the moment. You know, I can be very sociable. You know, when I have to be. Right. But when it's uh, when it comes to like being home, I that's really all I want to do is just kind of be home and and candy crush it or you know, watch TV or yeah. you know, whatever. That's about as much as I really get to do. That's about as much nature as I can stand. Yeah. Is being protected in an RV um, in nature. But you know what we have to watch out for? You have to take like all the food out. Because, oh, yeah. Because yeah. bears and mice 
Yeah. We'll try to get into that Squirrels thing. and chipmunks and everything every, else. Every kind of animal, yeah. they sense that there's food inside. Right. You got to get rid of it. So last year, what we did was we bought a bunch of dryer sheets, uh, about 400 of them. Yeah. And put them all over the RV. Apparently, animals such as mice don't like the smell of uh of snuggle air fr- uh you know uh, fabric softener they don't like right. it so did it work yeah i think well no that well <laughs> yeah. well let's put it this way i think we had like one or two mice yeah. the entire season see, but we weren't we weren't inundated <laughs> with mice i uh, i always find that uh that, like that whole thing is a bunch of bull crap i was told by somebody uh that uh, if you put like I have these apple trees in my yard, right? right? And the deer eat eat the trees all the damn time. Sure, you know. So rather than like you know put up with this monstrosity of a fence to protect those trees, uh, I was like, there's got to be an easier way to do this uh, without you know hurt, hurting the deer. I don't want to hurt the deer. I just sure don't just want to show them a lesson. Yeah, and I was like, get out of here. And this guy tells me what you do is you take Irish spring bars of soap and you put a cup over the top of them and you hang the cup you know, upside down over the bar of soap so the bar of soap doesn't, like, melt away with the water. Right. And then you hang that from the tree. Yeah, you'll never have deer again. Yeah, that's a lie. That was a lie. You know, they ate all of the apples off the trees. I mean, they're still young trees, but still, the the deer ate all the damn apples. That Irish spring trick don't work. Didn't work? No. I've been, we were told that dryer sheets and uh, lavender oil will get rid of anything going into that but into yeah, that camper. you still had mice in there when you opened it up in the yeah spring. but the thing is we didn't have we weren't it wasn't an infestation it was like one mouse that got in there and i don't think he liked how it smelled but couldn't figure out how to get out you know I, what is there like group of mice that are like oh don't go in there don't go in there stan that's the snuggle house that's you don't want right. that house You're right yeah i'm sure they're i'm sure they've got like there's probably like a, a, a like a, a whiteboard, maybe some Venn diagrams, yeah. and, you know, some some pie charts they'd look at. They like this is the one you want to go to, but that one over there, it's got filled with lavender and snuggle. You you do not want to go yeah, in there. You, you will not, hate it. You do not want to go in there. Right uh, here, I'm I'm just uh, writing something I can't say on the air to you on your phone. Uh, okay, yeah. 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 To, okay, all right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You can't you say see? that. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, don't ever. Well, I'm just I saying. Ever, I don't ever. That's a great joke. The best part of the show happens off the air. No, I agree it's with you. It's a great part of the show, but I wouldn't be working here tomorrow if I told it. Well, let me tell you something, Kanye. Uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> this is the kind of thing yeah. that gets you in trouble. That's right. Now, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you do all of the things to winterize the RV, mm-hmm. there are some things that kind of have to kind of go in order, okay? Got to drain all the uh, all the various pipes, and I think you know what I'm talking about, right? So you get the you know your your toilets, your 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 gray water. You got to drain all that stuff, and then you got to take care of the hot water heater. You got to take do all that stuff. As a 56 year old man, there are some things that I just have no control over, including at, immediately after. We treated the toilet. The toilet is now done, done for the season. Has it been winterized? Everything Filled now. With some sort of antifreeze? Right. Everything has been winterized. Now we're doing just some you know, minor things around the campsite. What what goes in the toilet then? What, what is it? Like a, it's like a gel or something? That you well, there's, there? there's multiple things you can use, but basically everything is being treated with a, 
uh, it, like a, a like a camper RV antifreeze to make sure that nothing you know freezes during the winter time. Right. Everything is being treated. It's all it's all ready to go. But uh, knowing this, we had an hour and fifteen minute ride home, and there was still stuff to do. I needed to use a restroom, but not the kind of situation where I could have gone in the woods to have taken care of uh, business. Uh-huh. I said, I will be right back. I'm going into town, and I will return post-haste. You're like a Viking. Like you're going into town for some supplies in the bathroom. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. So I go to, so there's this, uh, there's this general store in Winter town. is coming. <laughs> right. <laughs> and something else is rearing its ugly head. So I go into town, right? Yeah. And there's this general store. And uh, they have a bathroom, and you can use it. And, and uh, I asked for the, and it's one of those bathrooms where you got to go ask for a key. Yeah. Okay. So it's, you can't just go and say, yeah, I'm going to, can I borrow the key? And and not know everybody, everyone knows your business. Right. Well, it's a key that's on this big giant ladle. <laughs> so they don't lose the key. So they never lose right. the key. It's right. on this, it's on this gigantic ladle. Yeah, I always hate that. Now there's these two guys. You know, there's a couple of picnic tables inside this general store because they have like a deli and you can, right, 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 they make right. great sandwiches you can eat and sit on the tables. Yeah. Well, these two biker guys, real rugged, you know, heavy set, muscular men, frightening men, right? Who uh, you I and I saw their choppers right outside the door uh-huh. as I walked in. I'm there with the key and I go right to the door and the guy says, "Oh Jesus Christ, there's a key." I've been waiting here for ten minutes, and I and you know I start to panic because you know I don't want to get rolled, you know, with so much going on in, yeah. internally. And I say to the guy, "What well, would you, well, sir? Would you would you like to go before me?" He said, "No, you're the one with the key." I'm like, "Well, no. If you've been sitting here, I'm happy to give you the yeah. happy to give you the key. This can be your ladle, so you don't murder me in the parking yeah, lot." Yeah, I don't want to get stuck with a shiv. Mm. Yeah. Because at this point, I don't think you want to stick me with a shiv. And uh, and so he insists that I go first. Now, I got to tell you, I feel as though I can only really do so much in there. Because I know there's a very hairy, muscular, yeah, yeah, scary, yeah, yeah, yeah. frightening man yeah. on the other side. So I I do like an express job. Ooh. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. You, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know what I'm getting at. I get you. I do the express job, and then I, I come out of, of the bathroom and I hand him the ladle, and I said, "She's all yours." Yeah. And uh, the woman at the front at the at the register says, "Thank you for doing that." I'm like, "Okay, good," because I think this guy was getting agitated yeah. because the door was locked and he couldn't figure out. He was going to start busting heads. He, yeah, he was going to start yeah. busting heads. So, I mean, in a situation like that, I think I behaved the right way. I offered, but yet I felt bad, but yet I felt but you defiled, incomplete. You <laughs> defiled the restroom for yes, this guy. I did. So what did you do? Did you go to another place? No. I got back to the campsite, yeah. got back in the car, yeah. packed everything up, drove away. Wow. I That's know. a... You've got some res- uh, restraint there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I will say that when I finally got home. <laughs> oh, that was the end of it. it was, that was the end of that. You needed a septic crew after that. You, you're absolutely right. Yeah. But nevertheless, I thought that, uh, you know, in times when there could be the threat of violence, 
yeah. over the bathroom key. I think I acted professionally and in a way that did not incite any legal entanglements. You know, I thought there was some sort of nuclear explosion in Hamden last night. Uh, that was you. It apparently. felt very much like yeah. the earthquake that uh, that disrupted the World Series a few years ago. I've been holding you since Brattleboro. <laughs> Goodbye, little one. <laughs> I'm going to Goodbye. Tr- I'm going to turn these green mountains into something much different. <laughs> I bet. Wow. 624 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. 132 for details. It's 626 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Hey, you know what's going on this weekend? No. Uh, S- uh, Stephen Hawk. The Hawkman. The Hawkman. He's, uh, he's got this uh, cars and coffee thing going on uh, at the Ware McDonald's on Route 32. This Saturday from 1030 to 1230, you can stop by and... Uh, Chit chat with with Steve. There's no it, there's no entry fee and no donation, but there are trophies. Says here, uh, bring your car out and visit yeah. with an exceptional young man. That's pretty presumptuous. That, well, I don't think he wrote that. I don't. I don't know what he wrote. I would like to think that he didn't write. That. I mean, I, I somebody mean, else wrote that about him. <laughs> unless unless he's sitting there going, "Hey, hey, make sure you write down that I'm an exceptional young man." You know what we gotta. You know what we gotta uh, suggest to him. Uh, him taking people through the drive-through in the wheelchair, I think that would be uh, that would be cool. Yeah, it's like you go to you go to a farm to pick apples. They have hay rides. You go to you go to a McDonald's <laughs> to see Steve Hawk. Hey, you're gonna get it. You're gonna get a ride a ride on the wheelchair now, around through the, the drive-through. Now listen, before any of you people complain about what Steve and I were just talking about, mm-hmm. understand that this guy has yeah. got a great sense of humor, and yes. so. It's not going to be offensive. It's usually him. To him. It's usually him that initiates the jokes. It's too. almost always it's him. Always that, him it's that almost always. The this yeah. is a guy that says he wanted to let me borrow his yeah. his wheelchair during the Mayflower Marathon because my knees were sore. Well, you you can go out and uh, meet the Hawkman this Saturday at the Ware McDonald's on uh, Route 32. Ware McDonald's. There, McDonald's. We got news coming up next. The Rock 102. Munson Savings Bank is your bank. 6.30 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's a local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Well, thanks, Bax. You know what it is? Uh, no, what is it? It's the beginning of deer and wild turkey season here in Massachusetts. Yeah! That's right. Two of the biggest hunting seasons begin today in Western Mass. Deer and wild turkey. I can't wait to shoot some Bambies up. You can't you can't shoot a deer without drinking some wild turkey beforehand. That's right. Deers and beers. That's, That's what we're looking to do. You want to hunt white-tailed deer in Massachusetts? I don't care what kind of tail they got. You got to have the appropriate license, permit, and stamps through the mass fish hunt. (laughs) This season is specifically archery only. However, archery equipment can be used during all deer hunting season. I didn't know that. I I, I didn't. uh, I didn't know that either. So when other people come out with gut, yeah, because the gun season starts next month, I think. Okay, yeah, okay, so... Today's the the archer, the bow and arrow. So today's the day to go all Orlando Bloom and Bambi, right? That's right. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Bows must have a draw weight of at least 40 pounds at 28 inches or at peak draw. (laughs) Crossbows can uh, be used by certain disabled hunters with a permit only. Oh, we should get Stephen Hawk to get us a crossbow to go hunting and win. Yeah, why not? Uh, He could be my little John Lee Malvo. Right? (laughs) (laughs) 
You folks better look that up. <laughs> yeah. Stephen Hawk is my little John Lee Mallow. Hey, we're picking people off on the rare wa- the Manhand Rail Trail or whatever the hell that is. Uh, poisoned arrows, explosive tips, airbows, and bows drawn by mechanical means are not allowed. Oh well, then I'm yeah, out. That's it. Yeah, I was I was really hoping for that. There really isn't a lot going on in local news like this morning. There's not a whole lot of crime going on. Really? Yeah. That's why we started with the hunting story. Well, that's a big story, Steve. There are many people who want to go out there and shoot that poison arrow through my heart. You know, we got a guy coming on the the air at uh, about quarter to nine. Yeah. Uh, who who was, was going to be talking about this bonfire that's going on in my town. Sure. Uh, this weekend. And he indicated that he might actually be in a tree stand at the time that uh, we do the interview. Oh, he's, it's going to be on the phone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. No, no, nobody's going to drive all the way from Huntington to here. Well, you do. Oh, yeah, because they pay me handsomely. <laughs> well, uh, I hope, I, uh, is he going to whisper? Because I'm sure he doesn't want to disturb any deer or any other hunters out there. I don't there. think this guy can whisper. So we'll uh, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get to talk to him late, a little bit later on. Okay. But he's out there hunting. He's Good. hunting while he's doing the interview. That's that, That's some dedication right there. You must really want to get that. I mean, I mean, you must really want this event to to succeed. If you're willing to interrupt your <laughs> bow hunting of deer, yeah, or whatever for this show, hunting. yeah, whatever he's hunting out there. Uh, an exciting weekend in Springfield came to a close on Sunday. The weekend was a busy one for the city. Between the Thunderbirds season opener and the U.S. Marine Band concert, thousands of people made their way to Springfield to enjoy the fun. The Thunderbirds took to the ice this weekend for the first time as reigning AHL Eastern Conference champs, and they even raised a banner celebrating their historic season last year. In spite of a narrow defeat at the hands of the Bridgeport Islanders, thousands of fans were excited to return to the Mass Mutual Center on Saturday night to watch their favorite team back in action. And on Sunday, the president's own United States Marine Band performed at Symphony Hall in an event proudly sponsored in part by, well, by Western Mass News, because that's where the story is coming from. They have to say that. The group of 50 musicians musicians was welcomed to the stage uh, by Western Mass News First Alert Meteorologist Jana Brown. Wow. As well as, well as Mayor Dom Dom. Shut the front door. And they performed. It sounds like they performed the music. I you know, I don't I mean yeah. I've only met Jenna Brown like a, one or two times. She seems very very nice. I don't maybe she's mu- musical. I we didn't really get that deep into the conversation. The way they wrote it, it says to perform a number of pieces, including a salute to the armed forces of the United States of America. Dom Dom performed that. He's like, I wrote that song. <laughs> I wrote that in my sleep. I called up John Philip Sousa one day and I said, listen. <laughs> If you don't put this down as stars and stripes forever, yeah, you uh, this will go down in the annals of history that they had Dom Dom wrote this, and I can once perform it again with Jana Brown from Western Mass News. Wow, that's really that's really reaching back and seeing the future. Yeah, Sarno uh, said that he was honored to have the group playing in Springfield once again. Uh, they asked the mayor about the efforts to monitor the traffic and added crowds that uh, these draws of uh, these events draw. He says, we want to make sure we coordinate with the police superintendent and our dedicated men and women in blue. All events are always notified to the police, so there are patrols in the area. What a dumb question. Why did you ask me that? Uh, bada bing, bada boom, me out. Dumb, dumb. You know, I will say, uh, many, many years ago as a youth, I, uh, I got to see one of those uh, those military bands. Yeah. I forgot which one it was. Uh, again, I was a young, 
a youngster didn't pay uh, great attention to it. But man, those dudes could play. Those men and women really knew how to wail. Oh, they're extremely talented. Incredibly so. That you have to be really, really good in order to be part of that thing. They don't just let anybody do it. It's like every single one of those people in that band are a part of their own trailer trash in yeah. their own hometown. You know, my kid plays Careless Whisper on the saxophone. That's like really. This, it's like this new trendy thing now is Careless Whisper. Well, there. I mean, there is that that sax solo. Right? Yeah. Well, that's the that's the kind of thing. So she can do that on the on the saxophone, which is uh, how did she do? She does she does pretty well with it. But it's like, how many times can you hear Careless Whisper? Over, no, there and are over and over. I uh, I dare not say a number. No, I'd rather not. Box myself into a corner. I could listen to that forever. I bet you could. Mm-hmm. Uh, emergency crews in Springfield responded to a home on Peekskill Avenue for reports of a car fire early yesterday morning. According to fire officials, they responded shortly after 5.30 a.m. Crews said that the fire spread from the car, which was parked in the driveway, to an extension of the home. No injuries were reported. Officials have not given a cause. However, the arson and bomb squad is investigating. This is like the fifth car fire in the last week. There was four of them last week mm. that we, uh, yeah, that we did. <clears throat> Is this becoming like a Holyoke where we? Uh, I hope just, not. We just light things on fire. Uh, let's let's hope that's not the case. Well, you would hope that's not the case, but I mean, with all these things happening, uh, you think that they're somewhat connected. Well, you know the uh, the conspiratorial mind would make you think that that's uh, that's true, but uh, you know, how many car fires do we deal with in a normal year? Um, th- 30, 40, All right. whatever so it takes. What are we up to now? Uh, four in a, or five in the last week. That's a lot. Well, there's somebody out there that's got, uh, do we know if they're connected? I don't know if they're connected. Yes, that's the thing. Uh, police in eastern Oklahoma said they have discovered human remains in their search for four missing men who were last seen, seen riding their bikes last Sunday. Well, maybe those things might be connected. Investigators have been canvassing the area around Okamulgee, Oklahoma, all week long, looking for a 32-year-old Mark Chastain, 30-year-old Billy Chastain, 32-year-old Mike Sparks, and 29-year-old Alex Stevens, who were reported missing on Monday by their families. The uh, police said that the four were close friends. They were believed to have left Billy Chastain's house on the west side of Omokulgee on Sunday night, uh, and all were reportedly on bicycles. Their remains were found on Friday in a river Southwest of the city, when a passerby uh, told police they noticed something suspicious protruding out of the water. What? A leg? I don't know. Officers are what? No, nothing. I was just like, or the bike. Uh, even though the remains have uh, not previously been identified, uh, the police say the missing men's families were informed uh, of the discovery out of respect because it's probably them. But four people going missing is kind of yeah, weird. That's real weird. And not having any kind of. You, you know, uh, distress call. There's nothing. That's that's the weird thing about this story. So four guys go out. You'd think at least would one of them would have a cell phone on them and have some sort of, like, yeah. pinging information. Or... How old were these guys? These guys were, uh, what did I say, uh, tw- in their 30s, early 30s and late 20s. That's weird. Man, that's a weird story. Something else is going on there. Yeah, that's that's how conspiracy theories start, Bax. Yeah, except I'm not giving you what that conspiracy is. I haven't concocted that in my head yet. 
I mean, give me time. Maybe by the end of the show, I'll have a conspiracy oh, yeah, all we'll worked come up, out. We'll come yeah. up with something. The uh, issue of inflation is nothing new in the United States as a consumer as consumer prices continue to grow. 8.2%, the year-over-year inflation levels, are facing uh, American consumers right now, and there's no sign of them slowing down for the holiday season. The uh, September report named all the usual suspects, groceries, energy, and housing. It came with some surprises, too. Medical care up another percent, while transportation services jumped by nearly 2%. And yet the president's sitting there uh, eating some ice cream said, nope. Everything is terrific. This this economy is booming. Well, I don't know what economy he's looking at, but you know, as I'm uh, as I'm paying you know, a whole bunch of money for very few groceries or a whole bunch of money for very little gas, hard for me to and and watch my 401k fall through the floor. It's very hard for me to grasp that the economy is doing really really great. All uh, six major grocery indexes increased. The largest jump for fruits and vegetables up 1.6% in September. Cereal and bakery items were running an extra 0.9%. And meat, poultry, fish, and eggs are up 0.4%. Which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you add it over the course of time where it goes up a half a percent every month for the last <laughs> 24 months. I know. That's up 24%, you know. Listen, yeah. You know, the other day, I bought like a hundred and fifty dollars worth of food. It filled two bags. It's like, what, what the hell did I buy that was a hundred and fifty dollars? Yes, but your gas points at shop and stop at shop will save you fifty cents a gallon now that you spent five hundred dollars on four items. Big whoop! You gotta, you gotta embrace the savings, Max. I gotta find the savings first. Yes, you do, but you know. Um, you, know, you know, 50 cents off an already inflated amount of gasoline. But wouldn't you want to splurge on something like this for the holidays? Fruitcake-flavored Mountain Dew. You know, I know people turn their nose at fruitcake, but I've said for many years, I happen to love fruitcake. Fruitcake-flavored Mountain Dew has been spotted on shelves for the holidays. There were rumors about it over the summer, and a few YouTubers got their hands on it early, but now it is official. Uh, it's called Mountain Dew Fruitquake. And it should roll out nationwide by November. According to the label, it's got a nice blast of, quote, artificial fruitcake flavor. Isn't the fruitcake itself artificial fruit? No, those are real fruits. That little green thing, I mean, that's a real fruit. What is that? I don't know, but it's a green thing. That's not real fruit. It's candied fruit. Is that what it is? Yeah, and if you're doing it right, there's a bunch of booze in there, and it all soaks, and it becomes, you know, something you could bludgeon, you know, somebody over the head with. But, man, it is... I love a good fruitcake. It's not something you can get drunk off of, though, is it? No, I think most of it's all burned off. It's not like uh, it's not like a rum cake yeah. where it just sits in raw rum. This yeah. is, It gets you know baked out. Uh, it's the fourth holiday flavor they've done them in the past few years. The first in 2017 was called Holiday Brew. It was a regular Mountain Dew mixed with Mountain Dew Code Red because green plus red equals Christmas. After that, they did a cranberry pomegranate soda called Merry Mashup. And last year was called Gingerbread Snapped. I would try it. I'd give it a go. Why not? I don't like Mountain Dew to begin with. I don't like it either. But, I mean, to be festive around the holidays, I'd give it a shot. Mountain Dew is like, uh, I don't know, like like it's diabetes in a bottle. It's just... Diabetes and caffeine. Yeah, I was thinking more like a like gross tooth decay. Yeah, in a bottle. Uh, when you when you open up a bottle of Mountain Dew, you can hear Wilford Brimley going into diabetic shock. Yeah, it's enamel melting uh, yeah. soda. 
It's it's disgusting. It's not my favorite. But I, w- I and fruit cake is disgusting too. So I can't imagine two of the worst flavors I can think of being put together. Am I standing alone here in the fruit cake? I think you are. I'm not really? a big fruit cake fan. I love it. Really? I actually like it a lot. You know what I like? Uh I like fruit cake that's been left out. <laughs> okay. Like uh, going st- isn't I'm joking isn't all fruit cake kind of left out like it's not moist it's not a you, it, oh it's it, a very moist no cake. it's not yes it is fruit cake is like dry and no it's, like it's just dense loaded with uh, whatever those things you see this is and- this is the kind of thing that uh, maybe you haven't had a good fruit cake to me it's it's moist and dense like really dense like it only takes like a slice to fill you up for like a four and a half weeks. Really? Oh yeah, you're, you're gonna have right. to bring one in here so we can try this. I mean, listen, some fruit cakes are not all they're built up to be. A dry one, I would find to be intolerable. That would be like a sweatshop fruit cake to me. My uncle used to make fruit cakes by the hundreds every single year, and he'd give them out as gifts, and they were damn good fruit cakes. I used to work with a dry fruit cake, and I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> you're uh, he fell off the wagon. Oh, is that what it is? Your uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, cloudy this morning, then rain this afternoon with a high of 60. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 58. It's 41 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Football season is under. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 652 and the doors with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, cloudy this morning, then a few rain showers later today with a high of 60. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 58. It's 41 right now in downtown Springfield. The, uh, the Bax and Nagel Daily Podcast available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and on rock102.com. You never have to miss another show again. And... Uh, Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest is Fee Wabel from the Tubes. This year is the uh, actually next year is the 40th anniversary of their album Outside Inside, the one that had uh, She's a Beauty, their biggest hit. And uh, they're coming through uh, New England in uh, Greenwich, Rhode Island on the 3rd of November and in Beverly, Mass on the 6th of November. Pretty cool interview. You can check that out on rock102.com. Sweet. Yes. That sounds like a pretty damn good interview. Actually, it really was. Yeah. He's, he's a very cool guy. I like uh, uh, I like him. I'm not just blowing smoke up your butt. <laughs> okay, sure you're not. Well, I mean a little maybe. Well, I mean I talked to him last year yeah. and I got a chance to talk to him again and uh we're like old pals now. Hey, he's coming over and helping you hang a garage door this weekend. You know what? I wouldn't mind Fee Wable coming over the house. I treat him right. Speaking of uh people uh doing stuff over the weekend, uh, that pool that I was getting rid of. Yeah. Finally got taken away yesterday. Thank goodness. How about that? Perfect. And you know what? It's now that it's gone, it doesn't look like a very big space where it was. I'm sure it wasn't. It was an 18 foot pool, which right. which is a pretty decent size for you know. I mean, for what you use, it's not like we're doing dives and Olympic swims, but you know, decent enough to have entertainment in your backyard, right? Uh, but once it's all taken down, it, it's it's just a little pile of sand. Just a big pile of sand right in the middle. Like you so, hardly miss it. Yeah, you didn't even. I didn't even know it was there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, did you take down the the decking that you had? No, that's still there, and yeah. I don't know what to do with that, other than get rid of it. But it's like there's good wood on it. I wonder if like you can put that up and somebody can come take it. I'd rather give it away and have somebody have use of it. But how do you move something like that? 
the it, thing is probably like you know uh, twelve by ten. Could you take it apart board by board? I guess you could. If you did that, then you could say, "Listen, I got all this pressure treated wood, yeah, just sitting there. You know, you sell it for dirt cheap, and yeah, you because know, listen, pressure treated wood's not cheap. No, it's not. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I wonder, uh, like, what, what what do you do with all this stuff now that it's gone? See, now if it were me, I would just let it stay there and rot. That's yeah. but that's me. You know, it takes a long time for pressure treated to truly rot. But I would be willing to, you know, as a science experiment, see how long it would take. All right. Well, yeah, probably 50, 60 years. Right? I want to wait. Oh, oh, are you? Yeah. <laughs> You'll be long. How many days left to your retirement? You'll be long retired before. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, not that, I'm, that. not that anyone's counting. I'm just, uh, I'm just, uh, but it is only <clears throat> 3,254 days, 17 hours and six minutes left. Yeah. You're in radio. That's going to change. Probably. <laughs> probably. But, you know, you got to be optimistic about these things. But, uh, but, but yeah, I got, so, you know, I just got this big uh, pile of sand. I'm going to turn the area into like a fire pit, like, like area. Like you could probably leave the sand there. Well, I can leave the sand there. It's not about the sand. It's about the deck. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the hell to do with this deck now. There's Wait. no, there, I have no use for it. And what are you going to use with a half circle deck? You know, it's got a half circle on it from being yeah. against the pool. See, this is this is why you got to find someone who wants the pressure treat of wood and get rid of it. Because you, you couldn't have a fire pit next to something that's flammable like a deck. Well, it, the fire pit wouldn't be, like, right next to the thing anyway. I'm right. Not, it's, I'm not worried about the thing burning down. I just, it's a monstrosity, and mm-hmm. I don't know how to get rid of it. I, I mean, I, I guess I could get a dumpster and get rid of the wood that way. You could do that. You're really not supposed to burn pressure-treated wood. That's why I'm saying. That's, uh, you know, with, uh, but not even, like, to use as, oh, use it in the fire pit that I'm building. No, yeah. absolutely not. Because it's got like all that arsenic or whatever is in that that all those chemicals yeah, it's are all bad that stuff. You're not supposed to you're not yeah. supposed to burn. But uh, yeah, so I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with this thing. Somebody'll take it off your hands. I'm I sure of it. Cut it up in a million pieces and throw it out on the curb. Scott uh, Scott Cohen will be joining us in just a few minutes. There's loads of sports to talk with Scotty about uh, in just a couple. It's six fifty Technologies Advisor at eight seven seven Ask Dell. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, and Craftsman, Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as you know, there is no demographic in this country that is more destructive, more terrifying, more prone to violent mob mentality than a group of drunken college students. I'm not proud to say that I, too, was among these sorts of rambunctious college types, Thankfully, my sense of responsibility, combined with a sizable amount of unforgiven student loan debt, quickly compelled me towards a lifetime of maturity. But from the ages of 18 to 22, or in my case, 18 to 24, I was prone to wide stretches of destructive impairment. Why am I bringing this up? Well, according to reports, the University of Tennessee has been ordered to pay a $100,000 fine for the behavior of their students following the number six Tennessee Volunteers' stunning upset over third-ranked Alabama on Saturday for the first time in 15 years by a score of 52-49. Yesterday, the school was fined by the Southeastern Conference after thousands of Tennessee students stormed the field immediately after the game-winning field goal by Chase McGrath sealed the improbable win, which is exciting stuff. Unfortunately, storming the field violates the Southeastern Conference's access to competition area policy, and in doing so, they were able to assess the school with a $100,000 fine. 
Now, I'm not so sure if the conference has any policies against tearing down the goalpost and tearing it into shreds and then dumping it into a river. Although the school is claiming that it would take up $150,000 for the goalpost to be replaced, which, as you know, is about what it takes for three out-of-state students to attend the University of University of Tennessee. And while nobody is going to outwardly condone this sort of destructive behavior, they did come back from an insurmountable deficit and won that game with a 50-yard field goal with 15 seconds left in the clock, again, for the first time in 15 years. If there were ever a day to break stuff, this would have been it. And I, for one, support their enthusiasm, just as long as I'm not the one to receive the bill. But hey, you know what my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. There's a reason why October is Fire Safety Month. Furnaces, heaters, wood stoves are all firing up. Go to Rocky's for smoke detectors, carbon monoxide detectors, and fire extinguishers. And get instant savings with your Ace Rewards card, too. Fires happen. Protect yourself and your family. Go to Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 710 and Aerosmith with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. It's going to be cloudy this morning, then rainy uh, for the rest of the day, and a high of 60 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 58. It's 41 right now in downtown Springfield. What a delight it is <laughs> to welcome him back to the studio. It's Scott Cohen. All of it is... Uh his first world problems. Yes. Uh, I, there's a roll of paper towels uh, in front of my seat. Are you yeah. trying to tell me something? Well, that's, no. Uh, that's for all the sweating you're going to be doing because yeah. you don't know anything about sports. <laughs> but go ahead. Ah. <laughs> I, you know, I find that uh, I find the less we talk about sports, actually, the better. Sometimes that's yeah. true. Yeah. So can I tell you, uh, um, you know, I drive down from Northampton every day and um, I'm driving in my, I, I bought a bought a new car. I don't know. Four months ago, something like that. All right. So I, uh, I come to. Fu- we okay? Yeah. No, no, I'm fine. Okay. So uh, I'm driving down, and all of a sudden, I get an alert on the computer screen, and it said, "You're, you're, uh, 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 you're, uh, you need to check your oil. Uh, don't." And it said, "Don't put any more than uh, one quart max in in the car." What about the washer fluid? The washer fluid's fine. The washer <laughs> fluid is not fine. <laughs> So, so um so I'm like what what is this all about? So yeah. you know I, I I throw you know the hood goes up and there's no dipstick in there's no dipstick in my car except <laughs> for the one driving the vehicle. <laughs> right. I was going to say the one yeah. the one looking for the dipstick. No, that's yeah. a dip. Uh, so there's yeah. no there's no dipstick in the car. And I'm like I'm like where's the dipstick? So I'm you know googling my googling. the thing I go to I go to the Google yeah. and I'm like you know where's the dipstick in my yeah where's the dipstick in my overpriced it's, sports car exactly yes. right exactly yeah. so so in a so in a in a 2018 Audi Q5 yeah. uh, there's no there's no dipstick and I'm like what what except the guy that owns the title except the yeah. guy that owns the title there's right. no dipstick in my car which is weird which, it's ridiculous so but it tells you. See that my question to you when the parking lot was okay. So it tells you at least how much you need to put in there. It said, "Well, it didn't. T- it doesn't tell you exactly. It just says don't. You can. You're allowed to put a maximum of one quart of oil in the engine, a max. Okay. And and the car is safe to drive. Okay. And but I mean, have we gotten to the point? You can't even. We can't even." 
dip pick no. up a dipstick anymore? No, it's elephants. guys like you who buy cars like that. <laughs> so they're like, oh, these guys don't want to check. A, these guys are too hands are too white lovish. We don't want to no, get our hands yeah, right. yeah. Nobody yeah. who buys an Audi wants to get filthy with yeah. the oil. I like I like getting filthy with oil. I mean, if you bought it like a Dodge or like a like a you know, Chrysler or a Chrysler, you know, yeah, something a like that. A cheap. You bought a Pontiac. You yeah. expect to be you know elbows deep into grease. I like getting elbows deep into grease. It's like you know I'm I'm no little bit about cars i'm not a not a big fat phony like you yeah, are see, no okay i can't see you i know i about can't cars. see i but i can't i don't when when you say yeah i'm working on the car this weekend i can't see you you know going well, underneath the car and coming out with like black hands it's, and you just not, touched an air uh, filter huh? uh, come on i can't i cannot why? picture because Can you, you? No, Scott. I no, can't. I can. Pic- <laughs> I, I picture you with a, like a martini in your hand having and some, one of them golf hats. Having on. somebody else do it, right? Oh, yeah, my yeah. boy, oh, come yeah. On. Yeah. you sir, I'm not welcome at yeah. Bushwood. <laughs> I see you do that. I would say I would do that. So you told me about that, and then I tell you yesterday, I, I go over to uh, this this man's house. Mm. He was a friend of my my father in law's, and uh, my father in law passed away a couple of years ago during during when COVID first was kicked in. So we never got a chance to have like a memorial or anything like that. So this this guy who was a friend and, and colleague of his it was nice enough to have us over, and we, you know, we shared stories about my father in law. It was a nice little. Sure, afternoon. I did one of those a couple of weeks ago. And in one of the final conversations we had, uh, standing outside in this guy's backyard, was about CPAP machines, and we're like. We're all getting really into the conversation. Like, oh, I can't wear mine. I'll wake up with a headache. And, oh, I can't wear mine. I mean, you know, everybody has their own little story. I was like, I first of all, I've never been in a place where five adults were all CPAP what are the, users. What are the yeah. chances yeah. of that? And then uh, that we're all into this conversation. I was like, 20 years ago, I was like, which bar am I going to go yeah, F up next? And absolute, now it's like, oh, yeah. I can't wait to get home to use my CPAP. I told, you, I told you last week, I was at a party with a bunch of uh, people I went to high school with, yeah. and the conversation was always about who's got uh, which medical calamity. No doubt. Um, uh, you know, how much time they got before they retire, and a whole conversation about kids. These days, yeah, yeah. those are the three days. things we all talked about yeah. at a certain age. I've got guys my age, you know, that I, I play, I play golf with, and uh, listen, honestly, honest to God, yesterday, my buddy Bert uh, is a skier, and he he had knee replacement surgery. Okay, and so you know, it's like you know, uh, and we so here we so are his talking. Roommate Ernie's been taking care of him the entire time. <laughs> Ernie's fine. Ernie hasn't had anything bad yet. Um, but so we're talking, I'm like, hey, ski season's coming up. You know, are you going to be able to ski with a knee replacement? This is what happens when you get when <clears throat> men of a certain age. Yeah. What, what, <laughs> Listen, I agree. Have you, you, do you, have you done the CPAP thing? Yeah, I've been doing it for years. You put it on every night? Every single night. What's that like? It's glorious. Yeah, it's glorious. It, it really is glorious. Is. It's not glorious. No, Listen, it, if you've been sleeping like garbage for 20 years... And all of a sudden, you wear that yeah. thing. I, I, yeah. I will never sleep without you, it. You're, you're getting much needed uh, oxygen to your brain that you have been denying yourself with your airways closing yeah. up while you sleep. Yeah, it affects but, everything yeah. from like cognition yeah. to to uh, you know. Well, no, like no. I used to fall asleep reading books to my kids well, or I, at the wheel. Yeah, I under. I mean, listen, I I understand uh, the uh, the benefits yeah. of it, but you, but so you're hooked up to with a tube. To a machine. Yep. What about when you with you're, pleasure? What What about when you roll over? I roll over just fine. But 
It straps to your head. Yeah, it's, it's like a, this monstrosity of a thing that goes around your head. I, you know, I, yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. I would, some people it's don't fine. Some people don't need that. Some people don't toss and turn. But I toss and turn a lot. But this thing's got like a like a twelve foot hose on it, and it's uh, it goes. You around wear one yeah. too? I yeah. do. Yeah. Oh my. He's in the club. Yeah. He's in the club. Now, I, I Why agree. am I just finding this out now? I I don't know. Because uh, we don't usually talk about our intimate time with you. <laughs> usually it's, you know. You both wear CPAP. I've been wearing mine for f- 15 years. That's a, uh, it, it's one of these things that's a, it's, it's imperative to your health. What about coitus? What about it? Well, well, you don't do it with it on. Are you, it's not, yeah. You take it off. I'm not trying to sleep while I'm in the middle of, of a passionate of moment. Throws? No. Coitus. That's like a guy. That's like that sounds like a guy who's looking for a dipstick in an Audi. <laughs> Coitus. Coitus. Where's my dipstick? Oh my god. It, anyway. it is one of the most unsexiest things you can bring into a bedroom. I, I would think. Yeah, listen, the most unsexiest thing you can do is put your seat your 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 CPAP in its holder and put it in your minivan. That's yeah. those are the two things that says I'm not available to anybody. Do you take it on vacation? Yeah, of course you do. I do. Oh my yeah. You have God. to. Oh. Scott, without it, yeah. your whole day is yeah. ruined because you've had bad sleep and you're not oxygenating the, the properly. Listen, I was at a party with five adults that all had the same issue, oh and we all had something in common. Right. It's like we uh, we should start a CPAP group. How am I just finding this out now? Well, you know, believe it or not, there's things that go on around here that we don't consult you with. Well, yeah. I think it's I think it's time that you do you start doing that. All right, if, I mean, you, if you question and make fun of anything I do, please roll up your sleeve and show everybody your martini tattoo well, on your forearm. Yeah, which is which which is like by the way, uh, you, oh, you mean sign, this right here? Sign yes, number that one, like on. sign number one that someone needs a twelve strap program. I, you know what? I got to tell you something. I've thought about this. You you get pulled over by by a, a state trooper and you know how you know so sir have you, have you been drinking it's like you know the tattoos yeah. on my arm it's like no. uh, uh, <laughs> you pull out your license and yeah. registration with a little uh, t-rex hands could, could out you, there could you expand uh, expand on that please yeah i'm really glad we talked about sports this yeah time no, actually no we do need to talk we, about yeah, we, we have to talk about bailey zappy we do zappy hour it's zappy Speaking hour. Of martini tattoo oh, oh there you go there you go you know it's you, you look at what happened yesterday against the browns and and how well he has played Played over these last three games, he has. And it's hard they're... to it's hard to imagine that in Bill Belichick's head, there's not a quarterback controversy brewing. He won't tell you this publicly, but nope. how do you take a kid who's playing this well, even if it is against the Browns or the Lions, kid showing a lot of poise and a lot of professionalism at a very young age? And Mac Jones isn't exactly setting the world on fire. No, he was not. With the way he was playing. He was not. This, to me, this is like a Drew Bledsoe, Tom Brady moment where he has to make a decision and say, what's best for this team? And right now, if you're looking at it, you're going, boy, I don't know, tough call. And if you're going to sit there and talk about the Brady Bledsoe thing, uh, so Belichick has already has a track record of making decisions like this. Bernie, you know, dropping Bernie Kosar he, he back cut, in the 80s. He cut Bernie Kosar when he went to Cleveland. He doesn't, you know, he, Bill Belichick does whatever Bill Belichick wants to do. And I, I think, I think the positive thing, uh, in this is that Mac Jones is still very much compromised um, injury wise. Yeah. You know, though you get a high ankle sprain and then that go that thing goes on forever. 
So they have a Monday night game at home against um, Chicago a week from today. Um, Chicago's not setting the world on fire. You figure that uh, they're gonna they're coming in on a hot streak. He's been playing well. The Bears suck. They're gonna beat the Bears, and then all of a sudden, th- this becomes even a bigger story than it is now. I you know I I don't know how you take the ball out of this kid's hands. I, I just don't. I just don't see how you do that. You know, if if you put yourself back, you know, 22 years or so, and Drew Bledsoe goes down with an injury, and all of a sudden you got this young kid, you know, in, 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 you know this Tom Brady, who yep. no one has really seen since since college. Nope. And you say, well, he did pretty good in his first couple of games, his first three games. He looked pretty solid. You know, maybe there's something going on here. This is the same guy that made that decision. He same could very guy. easily have gone back to Drew Bledsoe and you may not have heard anything about Tom Brady. No, and everyone, you know, from what we've all been able to see and read and hear, everyone's rallying around this kid. And, you know, the, the more the more snaps he gets, the harder this decision is going to, uh, will, you know, to be made. I, and Belichick has done it before. He's got the track record. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I'm, we're all in on, on Bailey Zappi right now. Right now, Right absolutely. now, everybody's in. And speaking of quarterbacks, buddy, you're Packers just absolutely <clears throat> suck. They soiled they, they soiled themselves yesterday. But I started uh, earlier this morning in my view from the couch. I said, uh, "Who's having a worse day? The Green Bay Packers after losing to the New York Jets, or Mac Jones as he just watched Bailey Zappi take away his starting job?" <laughs> right. And my answer was. I'm going to say it's Mac Jones because at the very least the Packers will be playing football next week. Yeah, they will. And you know what? Uh, one game here, one game there, uh, not such a big deal. But it's the freaking Jets, and that's uh, that's pretty damn terrible. Well, you know, listen, the, the, what's happening with the Jets has has been going on for a couple of seasons now. They're, you know, this just they're Jets are good. They're good. They're they're good. But the but the but Aaron Rodgers has complained from the beginning of the season that his core of receivers are not doing their job. Their offensive line has been terrible the last couple of weeks. You know, you can't you can't get to the playoffs playing like they did last week or this week. They had so, a, it was a 3-3 tie at halftime. They should have they should, with, you know, offensive line and, you know, receivers with notwithstanding. You've got Aaron Rodgers, who's supposed to be Aaron Rodgers, and you go in there at halftime, absolutely no adjustments whatsoever, and they come out in the second half and they just, they stink just as bad. He's that guy. He's he's borderline head case right now, man. Sure. Yeah, he's but I he's a weirdo. Well, maybe he's a weirdo, but he is maybe amongst the most talented quarterback we've ever seen. Well, ever, ever. He's that good. I'm not, ta- I'm not taking that away from him. He's just a weirdo, man. Let's go back to the Patriots for a second. Uh, you know, after being used as a punching bag all summer long, it's time to give Matt Patricia some credit. You got to give not, Matt Patricia yeah, some credit. His, <laughs> I mean, his work to keep the season afloat with Mac Jones stuck on the shelf has been, in my opinion, oh. uh, nothing short of impressive. Oh, yeah. You know, in a hostile uh, road environment, they don't call it the dog pound for nothing. Patricia gave uh, Zappi an easily uh, 
digestible workload and was rewarded. Well, he, I, yeah. Steve, that's you've, yeah. you've crystallized the I mean, the, he threaded uh, the needle of not asking the kid to do too much while mm-hmm. still keeping the Browns' mm-hmm. defense on its heels, and Zappi went 24 of 34 for 309 yards and threw a pair of touchdown passes. For the second week in a row, he wasn't intercepted, and, uh, and the 118.4 hey. passer rating he was posted was indicative uh, of his afternoon. Can you do me a favor? Yeah. Can you go to the Google and get us and tell us about the Yankee-Cleveland game last night? Oh, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> there's another one tonight. There is there one is. tonight. That's, yeah. that's, that's must-see TV. I'm looking forward to going That's turned out now. to be a pretty good series. Very good series. But uh, Houston would be next for whoever wins this thing. Yeah. I think the Yankees are going to pull it off. I think they are, too. Yep. But, there you go. There you go. San Diego and Philadelphia on the other side of the day. And that could go either way, too. No also. doubt. All right. Very good. Scott Cohen. Okay, guys. See ya. See ya. Good luck with your dipstick. Yeah, thanks. Good luck with the old CPAT, <laughs> you yeah. sexy beasts. It's 725 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. 732 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Xfinity Mobile, and they're uh, the biggest wireless deal yet. Get two lines of unlimited uh, coverage, just $30 per, uh, per line per month. Here's uh, local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A police officer who was wounded in an apparent ambush that killed two of his fellow officers fired the shot that killed the suspect. Police in Bristol, Connecticut, uh, say Alec Aroto was hit by gunfire and returned fire, killing Nicholas Brucher. Fellow officers uh, Dustin DeMonte and Alex Hamsey were killed in the shootout Wednesday night outside of a home where they were responding to a call about possible domestic violence. Authorities have said the officers were lured to the location deliberately. The 35-year-old Brucher died from a gunshot wound to the neck. His brother was wounded. Ayurdo was uh, released from the hospital on Thursday. There's still not a lot of details about why this even happened. No. Uh, It's kind of bizarre. When did it happen? It happened Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, I was going to say, it's been a couple days. Wednesday into Thursday. Yeah, it happened. Yeah. But... uh, yeah, it's uh, it's there's no they haven't released any kind of information of why these guys were lured to the area. It just it, I mean it's it's just a weird it's just a weird story. I mean I'm sure there's loads of details that uh, you know may or may not come out anytime soon. But you know you got a lot of question marks here. Hey, it's uh, two of the biggest hunting seasons begins today in Western Mass: deer and wild turkey. Yeehaw! Now. Do you bring bottles of wild turkey to shoot wild turkey? I believe uh, that's how most hunting is done. You can't do one without the other. Now, they tell you that you're not supposed to be uh, drinking and using weapons, like you know crossbows and stuff like that. Oh, that's an old wives' tale. I don't know if it is. I think it's illegal, but you, you show me a guy who's not sitting in a deer stand all jacked up on... Jägermeister or Rumpelmintz or something like that. Yeah. And you got to know, that's uh, that's what hunting's all about. I had a bunch of turkeys go through my backyard last weekend. You did? I don't know what they were looking for. Are they looking for bugs? Is that what they, they go in the worms? Is that what they're looking for? Going in the grass? Allegedly, they eat ticks. Is that what it is? That's what I hear. Oh. Well, maybe that's why I haven't seen a whole lot of ticks this year. We got a lot of turkeys in my neighborhood. Yeah. And the birds too. <laughs> I see. Yeah, no, seriously, we do have a lot of like a large population of turkeys that walk. Around. There's a couple people in the neighborhood that will feed them. Yeah. So they uh, they know that this is a, a great part of Hamden to just uh, you know walk through. Like they don't have a care in the world, but it's not unusual to see twenty, thirty turkeys walking around the neighborhood. 
That's a crazy amount of. Am I crazy or is that a lot of turkeys? That's a lot of turkeys. Yeah, I, uh, it's weird because they kind of dis- you know I I did this uh, I did one of these like old man get out of my yard uh, yells at the turkeys mm-hmm. and then they they waddled themselves back into the woods. Oh yeah, I'm like, hey you damn turkeys, get off my yard. They didn't listen. They, they did. No, they listened. They don't like the loud noise, and they all started walking towards the woods. And then you couldn't even see them. Like it's it's not like it's so thick that you can't see within the woods. But it's oh, like, yeah. oh, they've disguised themselves so well. Well, I th- I think they do blend into a forest. Do they hide in the trees? They do. They do. They fly up to the tree and they, they hide. In they it? can fly short distances, but yeah, they they sleep in the trees to avoid getting you know killed by coyotes. Oh, maybe that's why I couldn't see them. Maybe they were up. They're up, right? Ah, yes. Maybe that's why the dog couldn't find them either. That's probably true, too. Although if my dog had a confrontation with a turkey, he'd probably be like, oh, I'm, just, I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> my kinda, dog, He's kind of a wimp. My dog doesn't yeah. even acknowledge that they are there. He doesn't go crazy. Just, you know, like, eh, okay, whatever. Yeah, you know, that that uh, irritates me about the uh, about my dog. It was a groundhog last week, right? Yeah. And I said, all right, let me go. Uh, let me throw the ball towards the groundhog and see if the dog does anything with the groundhog. You know, figuring, hey, at least it chase him away, right? Right. Well, I, uh, I throw the ball, and the, the groundhog surprisingly doesn't even move until he sees my dog coming after it. Yeah. And the dog doesn't go. The groundhog runs the opposite direction. The dog just goes for the ball. He doesn't care about the groundhog. What is that all about? Yeah, my dog's got like a like a selective amount of aggression. Like sometimes he'll you know there'll be like all kinds of critters coming through the area. You know, deer, you know, uh, uh, you know, rabbits, and uh, and and turkeys. But if he's a squirrel. He's got a problem with the squirrel, and I don't know why. Why would a squirrel be the thing that really pisses him off? Yeah, like what about all the other little animals that run around? How come the squirrel is the only one that uh, makes yeah. him angry? I don't get it. And you know what? The thing is, he's a lousy guard dog. He's got the deepest, loudest bark you ever heard in your life. But yet, you know, there's there's no aggression there. What's going on with that? I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take to piss him off. You know what you need to do? You need to lock him in a shed for like a week without any food and then let him out and see how aggressive he is then. I've considered it. Might might kick him in gear, you know? It's been considered. You know, I'm uh, reading this story here about uh, McRae's farm up in South Hadley. Yeah. They have that uh, big, uh, the scream park up there. Yes. Does like 22 in the newsroom, do they sit around going... What can we scare the living bejesus out of people with? Oh, yeah. Let's do a story on McRae's farm and make sure that the thing is up to date on their inspections. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. With McRae's farm haunted hayrides and walkthroughs, guests have been in for a treat. But what safety protocols keep this event safe? And then they uh, they go. 22 News spoke with the South Hadley Fire Department about McRae's farm and safety protocols ahead of the haunted hayride run by a production company called Fear on the Farm. And then uh, South Hadley Fire Inspector Jason Houle says, when we go through, we make sure that they have enough emergency exits, the emergency lighting is working, and in a case of emergency, with just a flip of a switch, there's lighting throughout uh, that entire walkthrough that turns on uh, so people can easily find the exits and see their way out quickly. As if... uh, (laughs) I never... Doing that event, 
especially with you know the radio station. We right. did that. We did a, like a VIP tour for a couple of years in a row there. Yeah, and then uh, you know we still give away tickets uh, for that thing. I've never felt at, at any point on that tour going. <laughs> Gee, I wonder how to get out of this thing. Maybe. How, how do you get off a hay wagon? <laughs> you could say stop. Yeah, I mean, there's like one point where you're kind of like in an enclosed area, but you're really not because it's just like plastic sheeting. It's not anything that's not like doors closing on you. Did, did the, 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 the TV station decide to make up the story on their own or was there a were, complaint i think they ran out of things to talk about that's what it sounds like to me too yeah it's like oh you know what uh, let's scare people and uh, see what we found in our investigation and they didn't find anything because they're all up to date because they're on the up and up anyway excuse me are any of you people on the hayride having a bad time oh no no actually you're having a very nice time are you sure would you like to be on television to talk about what a bad time you're having? Years ago, I went on that thing, right? Yeah, and uh, it's funny though. It, it was it was a friend, it was a friend of ours that her son came on the ride with us for the very first time. He was 20 years old. Yeah, and he had this fear of clowns, which like if you have a fear of clowns, that's the one thing that you might not want to go on the, on the hayride for because there's lots of clowns. On that uh, on that McRae's sure. Thing. So this kid, I, it was kind of funny, but not funny because I can't imagine the amount of anxiety this kid was experiencing. Mm -hmm. But it was funny to watch like an almost adult be really afraid of clowns. It's it was, hilarious. It, it is. It, it's it like is ah, like a Jew, you're afraid of clowns. Yeah, uh, everybody's yeah. making fun of you. But we really have sympathy for you. It's like one, yeah. You know, the, the the one and only time I ever worked yeah. at a haunted house, right? Uh, I think I told this story. There was a janitor uh, that used to work at our high school, yeah. And I was and I was like a like a, I was like a mummy, and I was on like a like a like a like a slab table, yeah. And he went like right up to me, and I scared the living bejesus out of him. And he, you know, he was, you know, I mean, I, I I probably overdid it, but the guy's the look of horror on this guy's face was worth. A million dollars in memories. And, uh, but, you know, in hindsight, I kind of felt like this guy could very easily have let loose. Yeah. I scared him so much. I've never seen a guy scared. I mean, I scared this guy so beautifully. But now I, like, like now I have remorse. But at the time, I was like high five and everybody around me, like, I can't believe I scared the crap well, out of like that I guy. Like I said, you have, you, it's like you're, uh, you're torn between uh, me, like, oh, yeah, I don't. I don't want anybody to experience that kind of anxiety. Mm -hmm. But isn't it kind of fun watching somebody go through it that? It really yeah, is because really it's is. not you. Yeah. 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 Or me. If you if you are uh, open about, oh, I care about you, I don't want you to see you in distress. But inside, you're oh, like, yeah. yeah, man, that's hilarious. You're getting all scared. Oh, yeah. Over yeah. A, an adult dressed like a clown. <laughs> <laughs> the great, uh, great fun. Speaking Nothing of better than inciting a panic attack. Speaking of clowns, the trial of a Florida woman accused of dressing up as a clown in 1990 and fatally shooting the wife of a man she later married has been postponed following disclosure of a law enforcement file containing information about other clown sighting leads at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Prosecutors informed defense attorneys for Sheila Keene Warren on Wednesday that they had found, quote, a clown sighting file. Okay. The defense attorneys had been demanding the, the the file, but prosecutors had been saying they didn't have it. The 25-page clown sighting file has the names, addresses, or phone numbers 
of 40 other leads 32 years ago. I wonder how many of those clowns are dead. Probably most of them from 32 years ago. That's what I'm saying. You're not going to be able to catch up with all those clowns. I mean, you know, you know professional clowning is the, the work of adults. You're talking about like, you know, people who are in their 70s and 80s by now. Are you afraid of clowns? Yes. A little. <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, cloudy this morning with some rain showers throughout the day and a high of 60. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 58. It is 41 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Charlie Epstein here, and I've had Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 749 and Led Zeppelin. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, cloudy this morning, and then rain showers moving in throughout the day. High of uh, 60 tomorrow, sunny with a high of 58. It's 41 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102's Pro Picks Pool is underway at rock102.com. It's your call football. Weekly winners score a $50 gift certificate to Geo's Pizzeria in Hampton. Pizza the way you like it. And the overall season winner gets a $500 cash card courtesy of Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics. So go with the stats. Or with your gut and play Rock 102 Pro Picks Pool from Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Are you ready for an orgasm for your ears? Uh, sure. I'd like a little now bit of... Now hear this. Foreplay, maybe. Foreplay? <laughs> yes. How about three play? That'd be fine, too. that, too. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. I gotta remember to let you talk. After don't worry. I, uh, what respond. I had, what I had to say, was not that important. I don't want to talk all over you, or then uh, you know, have you go on a story and then me just steamroll right through it. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. It would. I'm glad would people. Be, I'm glad people don't have to be subjected. to That, that would be so uncomfortable to have to put up with. Hey, clip number one: a 100-year-old Ohio man has set the Guinness World Record for being the world's oldest working doctor. Here is. Uh, Dr. Howard Tucker on TikTok telling people the three things he would never do as a doctor. These are three things I would never do as a doctor. I would never smoke. I would never jump on a trampoline because I've seen too many people paralyzed from their necks down. And I wouldn't ride a motorcycle. Those are the only things you wouldn't do as a 100-year-old doctor. You wouldn't smoke? Uh, well, at 100 years old, it's it's probably a little late to start. Well, I mean, you can start anything at any age. You I wouldn't know, ride just, a motorcycle? Well, I can see that. I wouldn't ride a motorcycle either. I was, certainly wouldn't ride it at 100 years old. You know, I was uh, I was having a I was having a talk with Barry Krieger not too long ago. You know, because he does that hang gliding stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those things you you, you got to start when you're younger. Like, for, if I wanted to ride a motorcycle now, sure, I should have started 20 years ago. There's right. really no, like, I'm not, uh, I don't have that, because you have more of that ability when you're younger to have that, uh, oh, yeah, take chances, live life kind of thing. I, I like to take chances uh, by getting up every morning. Yeah, that's more of the chance that I like to Listen, take rather than get on a motorcycle. I, I can barely drive something with four mm-hmm. tires on it, Not never mind something with just two True. And at my age, the idea of picking something up like that, yeah, I just don't see myself being coordinated enough to handle it. Yeah, but this guy's like, don't, uh, don't drink, don't smoke. What do you do? <laughs> uh, here's a here's some good news, and uh, this is clip number two, by the way, in case you were keeping count. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm got you. Uh, in Italy, a 35 year old patient decided to play the saxophone during a nine hour surgery to remove a tumor on his brain. 
Doctors said playing the uh, playing allowed the surgeons to map the different functions of his brain as they operated. I thought you they put you don't put you under for that for brain surgery. Yeah. No, a lot of times they don't. Really? Yeah, so because they, they want to make sure they're not damaging any parts of your brain. And I see this video here. Here's the audio of the guy playing during surgery. Pretty neat, huh? Bad. While while they're working on his, he's got the sheet behind his head, and they're right. working on his brain, and he's playing that. You think when he got to the uh, when he got to like a miss like a like a missed note, like <laughs> they're like, oh, we found your Kenny G spot. <laughs> but it's not right. nearly as pleasurable no, or harder, no, not hard at to all. find. Uh, how about uh, museum goers in London were shocked? This is uh, clip number three. If you're number three, count. yeah, uh, museum goers in London were shocked when two anti-oil protesters threw tomato soup on one of Vincent Van Gogh's famous sunflower paintings. They also superglued their hands to the wall while one made this statement. Are you more concerned about the protection of a painting or the protection of our planet and people? The cost of living crisis is part of the cost of oil <sighs> crisis. Oh my God. It is unaffordable to millions of cold, hungry families. They can't even afford to heat a tin of soup. Lady, this is why you don't yeah. get invited to parties. So uh, I read this really interesting thing about this yesterday because, you know, your initial reaction to anything like that is like, wow, what a bunch of kooks you know, throwing <laughs> soup at a painting. And then you, you, you find out that the this Stop Oil Now or whatever, whatever the name of this group is, mm -hmm. is actually run by, secretly run by, well, not si silently run by, an oil uh, heiress. No kidding. And what they do, and it's and there was a name for it. Now I can't remember the name name for it, but I'll I'll, I'll remember the name and we'll talk about it some other time. But, sure. Uh, there's a name for this type of behavior, and what they do is if you're on the receiving end of all the criticism, like the oil companies are in right. this particular case. What they do is they start these organizations to make it look like, yeah, but let's go to the extreme to make these people who are against us look like bat crap crazy people. So bat crap that they would throw soup at a painting. Now, the painting didn't get ruined because it's covered in glass anyway and sure. none of that stuff, whatever. Uh, but that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, it's kind of like a... Like, kind of like a reverse psychology kind of thing. Yeah, but there, there was there's an actual term for it, and now I can't remember. I wish I had written it down when I read it yesterday about how how they how they did that. Interesting. But it is a yeah because really like who's got the time? Who would you if you were that passionate about something? Yeah. Would you do that? Would you throw soup <clears throat> at something? Steve, I would never waste good quality soup. On anything. Yeah. I don't care how passionate I am about something. If it's a matter of uh, a political agenda or my soup, I'm going with a soup. Really? It depends on the soup, you know, certainly. But you well, know what? I would uh, I would always go for the soup. I appreciate a good tomato bisque. I like the bisque. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's uh, clip number 
four. Number four. Number four. Another pre-flight meltdown was caught on camera. A young woman got escorted off a flight from Atlanta to New York last Wednesday after throwing a foul-mouthed tantrum. She went nuts because they wouldn't let her dog sit on her lap as they were about to toss her. A passenger tells her to get off the plane, and then she throws a water bottle at him. Oh, boy. He didn't want to press charges, so she wasn't arrested, but here's the clip. Because you couldn't let my dog sit on my Damn, let's go. F- you. F- all of you. I am. Shut the. F- hey, whoa. Whoa. Ooh, hey, hey I li- now. I like that collective. Whoa. Hey, hey now, watch lady. your mouth there. Uh, potty mouth. I like because that. you couldn't let my dog sit on my f- lap. Damn, let's go. F- you. F- all of you. I am. Shut the. F- hey, whoa. whoa. Hey now. You know, here's here's a little something fun. I remember uh, walking around with Mike Belice <laughs> yeah. in different places. We were down in, uh, I think we were down in Newport the one time, and we were walking around Newport. And he would he would pick out people like he would hear, okay. like people talking. Like if you heard a woman having like a meltdown or, her, or, or complaining about something, he'd lean over to you and go, God, could you imagine being around that all day long? <laughs> And that's exactly, when I saw this clip, I heard his voice go, can you imagine being around that all day long? Hey, fine, I'm getting off the plane. <laughs> He's not wrong. You're all stupid. <laughs> F you. <laughs> and that is Now Hear This with Bax and Nagel. It is 7.58 at Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.13 and Billy Idol. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be cloudy this morning and then rain showers tapered throughout the day with a high of 60. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 58. It's 41 in downtown Springfield. Now, I I don't like politics. I don't really like talking about politics. I don't really even care about what this whole race thing is about here that I'm about to talk about. Mm -hmm. But this this Herschel Walker, who's a former NFL running back, uh, is now running for, what is it, Senate or something like that? Yes, yeah, he is Georgia running. Senate debate. Yes. And it, it, he had this debate last week, and he, like, whipped out this badge, which, you know, he's not a cop. He's not He's not what he claims that he is. And the, the debate moderator called him out going, it, uh, you know the rules. We're not, you're not allowed to have props during the debate. Otherwise, uh, yeah. Gallagher and Carrot Top would have been in political office already. Well, that would have been a better debate, I would imagine. Over the thing. But again, I don't listen, I don't follow the debate. I'm not talking about the issues. I'm not I don't care about the I don't really care about the issues. I'm right. Not, this isn't what I'm talking about this. But I am talking about this guy, Herschel Walker, with this badge, right? Is this the same badge they used to give the kids at the Bonanza Steakhouse? No, he's claiming it's a real badge, which I don't doubt him that it's. it could be a real badge. Sure. But it doesn't give him any authority to do anything uh, with it. He's not a cop. I don't know why he's flashing this thing. So he sits down with Kristen Welker from the Today Show, and this is this is the transcript uh, from, from, the, uh, from, from the interview. Herschel Walker says, that's a badge I was given by a police officer, and I do have the badge I carry with me all the time. It's a real badge. It's not a fake badge. It's a real badge. Again, I agree that it probably is a real badge. He's probably not faking that. Right, but he's not deputized. Yeah, and Kristen Walker says, well, who gave you that badge? And he says, this badge is from, um, this badge. 
I have badges from all over, <laughs> all over Georgia, even from Chatham County. I had to wait. Wait. I, I, I had from Chatham County, which is a county, which is a county, um, which is a county from, and he shows the badge. Oh, I have it upside down. Right, which is the county from where Senator <laughs> Warnock is from. This is the guy he's he's against. I have an honorary sheriff's badge for that county with limited rights. Uh, and then she goes, where is this one from? This is from my hometown. This is from Johnson County, from the sheriff from Johnson County, which is a legit badge. He wants to make sure everybody knows it's right. a legit badge. Everyone can make fun, but this badge, give me the right, wait, let me finish. If anything happened in this county... I have the right to work with police getting things done. Mm. People that don't know that, I've been working with law enforcement for years. I do training program, but they get to get credit for it. I do a program, a leadership program. I do health and wellness programs. I visit prisons, so everyone will make fun, but I've been. Have my men and women in black, men and women in blue backs since I've been doing this. And then she says... Does that badge have a resting authority, or is that an honorary badge? It's an honorary badge, but they can call me whatever they want, and mm. I have them the authority to do things for them, to work with them all day. This is kind of like, <laughs> you know. This, this sounds almost like a, like a make-a-wish wish. Right, right. Like, <laughs> no, know? I want to be a cop one day. Yeah. Make-a-wish made it happen. Yeah, they thank, gave me a badge. Thank you, make-a-wish. And then uh, Kristen Welker says, the National Sheriff's Association said an honorary badge quote is for the trophy case. Why uh, make the decision to flash it at the debate? That is totally not true. Like, he's he's just can't. No, no, they told me this was real. <laughs> He goes, you can call that guy that gave me the badge, and that's what's so funny. Call the woman who gave me the badge, and the same thing is, I will tell you one thing, they're having fun in. They said I wasn't working with Cobb County Police, right? The Cobb County Sheriff Police. And this is the way people do news media. And I had to had the sheriff, gave me the badge, and been there for years. Been there for years, came out and did a press conference with me and said, Herschel has been with us for years. He'd been working with us. And just let me finish. Been working with us for years. And after he finished talking, the reporter that was down front, first question he asked is, why did you lie from working with the Cobb County Sheriff? And it's like, you're not even listening to anything. You want to try to find an excuse? No, I will always have my men and women in blue. That's the reason they support me. I have more, more sheriffs, and have supported more Herschel Walker than more sheriffs than supported Herschel Walker in Georgia than any candidate running today. Well put. Very well put. That's not even an answer. He didn't give an answer. No, but he talked around the answer. Is that good enough? He's a politician now. But that's what I mean. Like, it's so bizarre. It's so, like, far-fetched. Well, let me uh, let me just give you a little bit of uh, background on Herschel Walker. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm grabbing this stuff from Wikipedia, so take it for what you, uh, for what you will. Uh... But he has been known to talk a load of crap for most of his life. You think? Yes. Like in his 2008 uh, autobiography, we claimed he was the uh, class valedictorian, even though CNN found no evidence at all for that claim. Now, it's really not that hard to find out who was the valedictorian of your high school. Yeah. That's kind of like pretty simple to find. So that's one thing he was never able to prove. He's also repeatedly claimed that his grand maternal grandmother was uh, was Cherokee. And uh, the Cherokee Nation, or the Cherokee tribe, uh, have no record of 
Herschel Walker yeah. on their database. Now you would think that you know a, a a player, a football player of that caliber, everyone would want to say, "Oh yeah, no, yeah, he's he's a member." They have absolutely no proof. In fact, he said he did a twenty three and Me uh, test to prove it, uh, but uh, he never released uh, the yeah. results publicly because my guess is. There's nothing there that showed that he was actually Native American at all. I just, I just, I just the he's obviously got a history of of doing this, yes. saying things that that aren't true, which most politicians do anyway. No matter, again, I don't even care about the issues. This isn't even about this. This is about this guy trying to weasel his way out of an explanation. And uh, you know, it's been said to me uh, by uh, well, one person says, "Sounds like Herschel Walker was simply saying that he supports police and doesn't defund them." That's not what I heard at all in that statement. No, what you heard that is him not being able to answer a question. See, that would have been a proper response, but he didn't say that. He does this dance around of, she says, who gave you that badge? And he goes, this badge is from, um, uh, this badge. I have badges from all over Georgia, even from chat. You know, he's going into this explanation. I'm like, no, answer the question. Why didn't you just answer the question? If that was his his reasoning, then mm-hmm. that would have been a, at least a legitimate excuse. And then from an official, I have honorary badges. Just show you're a supporter of that agency. It, so I just looked up some poll results of mm-hmm. where he's falling into this uh, into yeah. this race. Up until the 11th, it's been relatively neck and neck right. between him and Raphael uh, Warnock, who is the uh, the incumbent. And uh, so I don't. I would assume that after this story, yeah. and you're just talking about just the last couple of days. It's it, you know hasn't been six days of this. Mm-hmm. You're going to find that the numbers for Herschel Walker are probably going to go right into the toilet. Yeah. Uh, after you well, are unable, you're unable to give an answer as to one why you're using the prop at all, yeah. and then two, unable to answer. Why you have it Why in the first place? With. But it's it's almost like you know the guys that uh, that get like patches from the police. I remember that like the Amherst police, the the UMass police uh, last year gave us patches. You know, you can put them on a jacket. You can get them embroidered on a jacket. Yeah, like th- that's for like a collector. Like you you, you don't do <laughs> unless you're an actual UMass cop. Yeah, you know if I wear it, it's like mm, look, I'm the mm, ass police. <laughs> you know, right. like walking around like acting like a like a jerk about it. But it doesn't give me any authority to go do anything. Look, if if Shaquille O'Neal showed you his badge, that guy's been deputized. He's an actual cop. He could actually arrest people in the town in which he is. Uh, he yeah. works as a well, cop. Well, that's different that's because different. he was certified to do that. Exactly. Herschel Walker has an honorary badge. That's like getting the key to the city and finding out it doesn't open a single door. It says so right uh, I can get you an arrest anytime you want. It says so right here on this badge. It says it right here. Look at this. Look at this. Ugh. These people are <laughs> idiots. I, I, I don't, yeah. This is why I don't pay attention to this stuff because it doesn't. It takes away from what you're actually trying to accomplish True, by but, saying these things like, oh, I'm a, I'm a cop. No, but, you're not a But cop. when a guy is trying to run for an elected office, you know, the U.S. Senate is a pretty big a pretty big gig. Yes, and, and do you, you want a guy in the U.S. Senate who goes, uh, where'd you get that badge from? Uh, well, I got badges from all over. <laughs> Everybody gives me a badge. Everywhere I go, people give me badges left and right. Yeah, but is that an honorary badge? Sure, but I can do everything I want with it because it says so right here in the paperwork. Yeah.
I get an award from Mass Live for the best of reader raves. That doesn't actually mean I'm a good DJ. <laughs> Like, I'm a member of the Massachusetts Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Somebody only because somebody backed out, right? Because somebody put in, somebody took the time to say, "Hey, we should probably give this award to this guy that's that lives out there." But he doesn't deserve no, it. No, he doesn't you, deserve it at have all. Have you heard how we started off the show? This is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> it's eight twenty-three with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. Listen each Thursday, eight thirty-one. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. You know what day it is, Bax? Monday. Yeah, it's not just any Monday. It's turkey and deer hunting season. Start right here, Western Massachusetts. I got a whole 36 pack of Keystone Lights. Can't wait to start shooting some deers. Is it wild turkey 101 season or just wild turkey? Yeah. I've already cracked the first fifth of wild turkey and ready to start killing them. Two of the biggest hunting seasons uh, have begun today here in Western Mass. The deer and the wild turkey. Now, to hunt white-tailed deer in Massachusetts, hunters must have the appropriate license, permits, and stamps through the mass fish hunt. That's a that's a place, mass fish hunt. <laughs> we used to beach there once a year. I love Mass Fish Hunt. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the season is tip- uh, specifically archery only. However, archery equipment can be used during all deer hunting seasons. Bows must have a draw weight of at least 40 pounds and 28 inches or at peak draw. Crossbows can be used by certain disabled hunters with a permit only. Arrows must have a sharpened steel blade no less than 7-8 inches in width. Poisoned arrows, explosive tips, and hair bows and bows drained by mechanical means or drawn by uh, mechanical means are not allowed. What is a what's a hair bow? Aren't those the isn't that the company that makes those little gummy bears? No, that's uh Harambe. No, Harambe is the gorilla that got killed in the zoo. No, that's uh what Papa loves. No. <laughs> Papa loves Mambo. No, Papa loves Mambo. No, Mama loves that. Oh, Mama loves Mambo. (laughs) My mistake. (laughs) So I do a a Google search for hair bow, and uh, let's see, bows in their hair. Hair bow hunt. Let's see, hunter hair bows. See, Haribo is uh, is the company that makes those delicious gummy bears. Yeah. Those are Those are delicious. Not, I'd, I'd much rather whip through a bag of those than rip through a whole quiver of arrows trying to kill things. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not finding anything on here. Of what what a hair bow is? I don't. I'm sure there's some sort of hunter that the, would love to tell you. Well, do we have any? Uh, we have any hunting experts out there that could tell us what a hair bow is? Well, no, I know what a they're crossbow. The, is. They're all out there right now. What, don't, aren't we supposed to be talking to a guy who could be in a deer stand? Actually, yeah. We'll you know talk what? to that don't, guy. Don't call. We'll talk to a guy who's hunting right now. We're not to interested tell us about in your, a public service. Yeah, thing yeah we're up. not interested in having your conversations. We're interested in having that other guy's conversations. Yes. That's how we run the show here. Exactly. The uh, Connecticut Office of the Inspector General has released its preliminary finding regarding a shooting incident that took the lives of two Bristol, Connecticut police officers and seriously wounded a third. The Inspector General released a statement along with body cam video taken from Officer Alec Arado, who was wounded in the ambush. According to preliminary information, the Inspector General said that the three officers responded to a report of a domestic incident at a home on Redstone Hill Road in Bristol 
on Wednesday, October 12th at about 10.42 p.m. Officials believe the 911 call reporting the dispute was placed by Nicholas Brucher. Once at the scene, the three officers spoke with Nathan Brucher as he stood in the doorway of his home. Officer ordered Brucher to step out of the house and show his hands. He did so. Just as Nathan came out of the house, the three officers came under fire from behind. Officials said Nicholas Brucher fired over 80 rounds of rifle fire at the officers from behind. Sustin, uh, D- Sergeant Dustin DeMonte and Alex Officer, Officer Alex Hamsey were both killed in the shooting. Arado uh, suffered a leg wound but was able to make his way around the house and back to the cruiser. Arado made it back to his cruiser and there located the suspect and fired one shot, killing him. The inspector general said it was evident that Arado's use of deadly force was justified. The incident remains under investigation. Again, no reasoning why this happened. You know, what was the <clears throat> the thinking behind all that? I know. Yeah, I don't know. Crazy story. Uh-huh. Um... Let's see. Uh, Springfield had some excitement over the weekend. The Springfield Thunderbirds kicked off the season Saturday night and had some big plans to celebrate last season's success in Court Square. You could feel the excitement around the uh, Thunderbirds season. You could tell by the sheer number of people in attendance and the energy they brought. Uh, Fans showed just how much the team means to the city and how much fun was had with that run to the Calder Cup Finals last season. Block party began rocking at 4 p.m. Saturday, uh, complete with live music, team executives, and the mayor all building to that Eastern Conference Championship banner inside the Thunderdome. Ooh, the Thunderdome? Mm-hmm. At 7.05 p.m. Is that the first time they've called it that? No, they've been calling it the Thunderdome for a while. Wow, it's the first time I've ever heard that. Really? Perhaps maybe I should pay attention more often. You've been to games. You've never heard them uh, mention it, you refer to it as the Thunderdome? No, I, Mad Max was Thunderdome. This is different. This is the Springfield Thunderbone. Thunderbone. Thunderdome. So you can't even say it right. Listen, I'm I'm operating on like no sleep, no sleep. Well, it's that red light outside of your apartment. It's burning you out. My rods and cones. cones. Uh, cloned key fobs, high-powered Hellcats and thieves, daring police and risking arrests are part of a trend in which vehicles are being stolen from factory lots and dealer showrooms, only to be later sold on the street for tens of thousand dollars less than what they're worth. A federal complaint says the muscle cars, SUVs, and pickups are worth $50,000 to $100,000, are sold on the street for $3,500 to $15,000. Now, I'm uh, I'm no math expert, but that sounds like a deep discounted vehicle. You give me a $100,000 car for fifteen grand. That seems like uh, that car may be so hot it's on fire. One Ohio-based theft ring came crashing down in June when an investigation into the holdup of a postal worker led authorities to connect four Cleveland-area men to brazen vehicle thefts in the Detroit area. I don't understand how the new cards, if new cars are repur- if they're stolen from dealerships and from the factories. Right. Don't they all have VIN numbers on them? And, like, how yeah. would you sell that? How would you get a title for it? How would you sell it? How would you register the vehicle? How would you? I don't understand how that would all work before you would hit a roadblock going, yeah, well, I did try to register this vehicle. This VIN number matches the vehicle that was stolen. Um, yeah, I don't uh, I don't really know how they, how they do this. I, I suppose it's possible that, uh, you know, the VIN numbers could be removed and replaced by something fraudulent. But uh, yeah, I have no idea. I would really like a hundred thousand dollar car for fifteen grand. That's uh, where I'm where I'm at right. Listen, now. I would take a thirty thousand dollar car for fifteen grand. 
yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't need to I don't need to be driving around a hundred thousand dollar car. You don't? Well you gotta insure a hundred thousand dollar car, don't you? Well yeah, but if it's only worth fifteen grand. Oh, I didn't pay a hundred grand for this. It was only worth fifteen. Well, I'm sure they look at the blue book value. The blue book. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. Uh, even drug smugglers are getting into the holiday spirit. Last week, U.S. Customs and Border Protection uncovered more than $400,000 worth of meth in a 2012 Ford Escape arriving from Mexico. It was supposedly 44 pounds of liquid meth. Hmm. That's a lot of meth. The drugs were inside 136 condoms, which were then stuffed inside four pumpkins. Not plastic decorations, real hollowed-out pumpkins. Worst trick-or-treat ever. The driver and passenger were taken into custody for further investigation. Even though it's Halloween season, a rep for the U.S. Customs called uh, the hiding place rather novel. Oh, that was pretty. We've never seen that thing before. And they open up the pumpkin, and they got uh, they got all the meth inside the pumpkin. That seems like a... You would have to have a very big pumpkin. Are you stuffing condoms inside of a jack-o'-lantern? <laughs> Yeah, I guess that, that's exactly what you'd be doing. Um, yeah, that's a lot of meth. 44 pounds of liquid meth. That's a lot. You drink that like a, a cocktail? I don't think you can, because no? I think if you do, you'll die. Yeah, 44. It's like the it's like the big 96er, you know, like the, no. the big steak. <laughs> if you can eat all the steak, you get the steak for free. If you can get 44 pounds of liquid meth inside of you, I believe you don't have to pay the dealer for the meth. You're and you, not, and your name gets put up on a plaque in the in the drug dealer uh, <laughs> lair. Not for nothing. You speak of the the old ninety sixer. There's a guy that well, there's a couple of people on TikTok that are the, these competitive eaters. You know, they'll they'll go like go to these, all these restaurants, do these these yeah. big food challenges. Yeah. And there's like this one guy who's like this human, you know, garbage disposal. This guy eats just, you know, like six pounds of food at a time. And he'll post the the video uh, of him doing it. And the last two videos, he failed. Like, he didn't do it. I, I, like, I've never seen this guy fail. Mm-hmm. And the thing that got him the last time where he had to eat, it was something like 28 waffles. And the only thing to wash it down was an iced coffee. No syrup. Really? 28 dry Ugh, waffles. God. Can you imagine? I'd be choking on that. And the guy... Got and he had forty minutes to finish it. He had like three waffles to go before he just gave up. And you could tell he was really struggling because he had to stand up a couple times and you know, he was starting to get into waffle sweats. You don't want to have waffle sweats. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to do that without any liquid. Yeah. Yeah. You need you know, I'm you need something, butter, syrup, something to kind of wash it down a little bit. A vat of butter. Yeah. yeah. And there's this, there's this woman who does the same thing. I think they're together, frankly. And she's a she's not uh, she's not a, a, a particularly large woman. She's a, she seems as like normal, you know, weight as anybody yeah. else. But she's a competitive eater. She that woman can what? pack down food like you would not believe. We how many we've met quite a few competitive eaters over the years. None yeah. of them are really hefty people. Joey Chestnut is like a pretty thin guy. Yeah, he's very thin. And yet, this dude is like just, I mean, I, I've seen him take like a seven-pound cheeseburger and pack it down in a half an hour. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't I couldn't do that. But yet, I applaud their 
enthusiasm. You know, what, gonna, a, what a great thing to do. The next time that Nathan's hot dog thing comes up and Joey Chestnut's uh, shoving down them Nathan's, yeah. I'm going to pay the bathroom attendant to find out if he's uh, refunding the hot dogs. Ooh, I don't know, man. It, I, 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 I would think it takes a little bit of time. I'm trying to see if Joey Chestnut refunded. <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be cloudy this morning, then some rain showers throughout the day. Nothing uh, nothing too heavy, though. High is 62. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 58. It's 43 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. I'm attorney John Heyman. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 848 and Bon Jovi with uh, Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be uh, cloudy this morning and there's a chance for some rain showers throughout the day. High is 62. Tomorrow, uh, sunny with a high of 58. It's 43 in downtown Springfield. Uh, we got uh, big doings in the town of Huntington this Saturday. <laughs> and we have, uh, I, I don't even know what your title is, John. What are you, a firefighter, uh, a chief? You're not chief yet, are you? <laughs> no, uh, Captain. Oh, the ca- oh, it's oh, Captain, uh, Cap- it, Captain John McVeigh from well, the Huntington Fire Department to tell us about uh, the big bonfire going on this weekend. What's going on, John? So the, the Huntington Fire Association is putting on their annual bonfire this Saturday um, down at the Huntington Public Library uh, starting at 5 o'clock uh, with our in, uh, collaboration along with the uh, Huntington Recreation Committee and the Public Library. So at 5 o'clock we'll be having the Trunk or Treat um, Little contest kids come down with their all their um, costumes and everything. We hand out candy, uh, and they just hang around, and have a good time with that. Uh, the Agawam Paranormal Society will be down there uh, with a trunk or treat, along with Casper the Friendly Ghost as well. So that should be a good time. Uh, the, there'll be a bake sale by the Gateway Class of 2023 as well. Um, so that continues on till uh, about 5:30. Uh, and then uh, there's a new upcoming band called the 413s. Uh, they're going to start the night off till about 7 o'clock. And then Kitty and the Beard uh, will start end the entire night off uh, from 7 to 10 when we light off the bonfire. Now, John, just to, again, this is uh, John McVeigh uh, from uh, the Huntington uh, Fire Department. Let me just uh, be sure here that uh, when you say the bonfire is going to be at the library... It's not the library that's going to be set on fire, right? Yeah. We just want to be sure of this. Just the field next to it. No oh. possibly burn. Yeah, we're, that's, yeah, well, we're that's not, good. We're not having a book burning this Saturday <laughs> I just, is what we're yeah. having. I, mean, I just, want, I just yeah. want to make sure we're all clear here so we all know the rules. You know, I, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually interested in, and you be obviously being a firefighter, uh, how, how, what kind of precautions do they take to do these things? Because Hadley just had one not too long ago. Or Hatfield, I think yep. it was the Hatfield, Hatfield. bonfire. Hatfield, yeah. Uh, yep. So, this isn't like uh, you know, this isn't like a bunch of guys taking a thirty packs of Keystone and saying, "Hey, let's go start a fire." <laughs> there's like, there's like precautions, <laughs> precautions that go into this thing. How do you prep this whole area and then put it out where you, you know it makes it look like you didn't have anything there the night before? So, the uh, new setup this year uh, that we're using, we're going to be using uh, some big concrete barriers around it. Uh, where in years past, we just had the orange fence several, you know, yeah. several yards away from it, which it really wasn't working out all that good because people couldn't get up close to it. So now we've got the big barriers so people can get up close to it, but it, it keeps it contained into uh, one nice spot. Um, and we don't go anything above a certain height, so we're not catching anything else on fire around us. 
And then the fire trucks will be there, probably about 3,000 gallons of water and foam if need be, but we can't use foam. <laughs> so but you're gonna we have ha- plenty of water to put on it. But you're going to have it there anyway, aren't you? Yep. Yeah, okay, I see what yep. you. I see what you're saying there, John. And how many? How many? <laughs> and how many years have you, have you been doing this this thing now? Um, this is, I believe, our fourth year doing this. Right, and we had we had a break in there from COVID. Right, we didn't do one Correct. one year thing. You know, yep. I have never yep. made it to to any of these, and I feel bad. And I'm still not going to make it to this one this Saturday. Uh, well, we'll just set one up in your front yard. <laughs> well, we could. I mean, you could. I kind of need to get rid of all that brush out yeah, there. Yeah, there you uh, go. Yeah, why don't you, just have, yeah, why don't you why don't just hold the bonfire on my front lawn, get rid of all that wood stuff that I don't want, and uh, we'll call it a day. Yeah, we could work on that. Now, John, uh, we, we were, love a training in your front yard. Steve and I were, were talking uh, earlier. Uh, he said that you might actually be in a deer stand right now. Yeah. Are, are you out hunting? I, yeah, I was earlier, and I, I have happened to just get out about a half hour ago. What what's a hair bow? So, I will. I think it is. I don't know of an actual one called a hair bow, but I think it's more of a long bow or a recurve bow, one of those big, um, old medieval looking ones. Right. Oh, yeah. Like horse hair with them. Yeah. Did you Did you catch any deer or turkey this morning? No, I just caught cold. That's about yeah, it. Yeah, that's not. Man, that's, that's not. A, right. that's, a, that's a tough yeah. day. Well, you go back out there and you. Uh... <laughs> Now you, oh. you didn't come off the stand just for this phone call, did you? No, I I forgot a few things, and it, it yeah. was it's time just to get out because I'm going to head back in at, for the uh, dusk uh, time. There you go. Well, there, the fire alarm went off, and you're like, "Oh, there's a fire in town," which reminds me, I got to do this interview on Bax and O'Brien this morning. <laughs> on what show? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just say. All right, John McVeigh, uh, captain right. from the Huntington Fire Department. The big, uh, the big bonfire happening uh, this. What? what what time does it start on Saturday? Uh, five o'clock was oh. the trunk or treat, and then uh, the festivities all start with the bands at five thirty and seven o'clock. Yeah, there's, no, there's nothing weird o'clock. about letting your kids walk up to a trunk of somebody from the town of Huntington saying, "Here, take this candy." No, there's there's not, not normally. That one's sanctioned. No, they're all. They're all marked vehicles, no white vans. Oh, okay. oh good. Right, that right. makes everybody feel better. John, <laughs> John McVay from the uh, the Huntington uh, Fire right. Department. Good to talk to you, John. Okay. All right. Did, there did, you did, go. Did you, I Very think you good. Let us go. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, I, I have I've missed it the last couple of years. It's time for you to go. It is time for me to go, but I have something else planned this weekend. So, uh, no, what do you got going on? Uh, I'm going to. We're actually. I'm going to uh, uh, this jack o' lantern thing down at the Roger Williams Zoo down in Rhode in Island. Rhode Island. Yeah, really. Yeah, that's it's a good like, zoo, it's like by the this way. Jack o' lantern, like, um, like it's supposed to be this really cool looking jack o' lantern display where they have thousands of jack o' lanterns carved out all throughout this walking trail. My junior high school art yeah. teacher does that every year. Yeah, and he's like a phenomenally talented guy. Carves yeah. pum- like the big giant pumpkins. Does these, an unbelievable job at it. These things are pretty impressive from, yeah. from the pictures I've seen. And uh, you know, so the group of us are going to go down and, and do that. You ever take your kids to that zoo? No. Roger Williams this Zoo is a great first, zoo. This will be the first time they're going. Be- it, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb here. Mm-hmm. Better than the Southwick Wild Animal Farm, which is now the Southwick Zoo, or the uh, uh, Bensons. Ever been to? The last time you've been to Benson's? Uh, when we got the free sample of Benson and Hedges from the mail for my grandmother. Wrong I smoked thing. them behind the barn. <laughs> yeah. Not oh. quite not quite the same. No? Yeah, no, it's a good zoo. Oh, yeah? It really is. Well, I don't know how much of the zoo you're seeing during this display. I think probably this, not. Probably, I think this is just this, this 
you know, display that they're doing. I know. I'm just saying on any other time of the year, if your kids are interested in going to a zoo, that's a damn fine zoo. All right. All right. I'll take your zoo advice for it. Look I, at you with the, your zoo reviews. <laughs> it's my new zoo review yeah. coming right at oh, you. Oh, I see what you there did there. There you go. Yeah. It's 856 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. New England. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 9.13, and the Eagles. Go back to Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be uh, cloudy this morning, then rain showers sprinkled throughout the day with a high of 60. It's 45 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, um, I'm looking through my phone the other night, right? The guy guy that picked up uh, my pool uh, that I got rid of, uh, he's a tree guy. And I label, I don't, like... I don't know people's last names sometimes. Okay. So I just label them in my phone as what their first name is and what they're associated with. Right? That's fair. Yeah. But it's so I go back into the contacts and I'm looking at all the content. And I just type in the word guy at the top. And like all this whole list of all these people come up. And it's like uh, <laughs> the tree guy, the siding guy, the IT guy, the stove guy, the AC guy. That's one guy. And then the other AC guy. Right, well, all these guys. Yeah. I got all these guys in my phone, but just by their first name and what they do, because I it's like it's easy for me to remember. Well, if if the guy is a guy with a specific purpose, what better way is there to find them than just to put in the guy? Right, but I mean, like you know, there's only certain people that that I'm also friends with, like outside of what they do. Right. I have their full names in there because I know them. You know, I I know them on a you're, level you're, other than what they are associated well, with. Well, exactly. You know, yeah. the only reason you're talking to this guy, the tree yeah. guy, is because he deals with the tree, deals with the trees, and he's taking away your pool. But after today, he's just going to be the tree guy. He's <laughs> not going to be necessarily the guy who takes your pool. How do you label people? Do you do that in your phone too? Do you have like specific uh, names of people that you? associate them no, with something? No, I, I actually do it the way it's supposed to be done, yeah. uh, first and last name and maybe a company name just yeah. to remind uh, me of where they're from. Yeah. But I actually like your idea better. Yeah. I actually kind of like uh, not being so specific. I don't like being that specific either. Uh, but there was one that I that I kind of came across in there, though, that needs to be removed because I no longer associate with that guy. And it's been years since I've associated with that guy. Really? Like yeah. Some sort of uh, fallout? Well, it was Mike the car guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> used to go to Mike the... No, no, no. Yeah, not, no, not, no, not, no, it's not, not that Mike that the car no, guy. No, it's not that guy. It was an actual... That guy had his own name and entry in there. Okay. This was Mike the car guy. He was a guy that did, did uh, repairs for me and stuff and did them very cheaply. I would just buy the parts and he would charge me very little labor to put these parts in. Okay. And... um. He uh he's kind of in jail now. Oh well, is he in jail forever? Uh, he's in jail for quite a few years, actually. Will he still be able to work on your car when he gets out? I wouldn't want to go anywhere near the man when he gets out. Ah, uh, I see. Especially having children, if you know what I'm saying. No, but yeah. I'm going to take your word for it yeah. that this is not the guy you want yeah. to say install child. Seats. Mike did some stuff. Oh yeah. 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 No. Time yeah. to erase him from the. Perhaps he's no longer the guy. I. Uh, I'm kind of facing something now. I don't. Yeah. You know That I don't really know what to do with. How long do you keep being a Facebook friend with someone 
who's no longer around. I think we had this discussion a little bit. I think we did, but yeah. I don't know if I don't recall the uh, the the conclusion of it. What's the etiquette? <clears throat> now, yeah, like I mean, I mean obviously um there's someone who uh, you know recently passed on and I wasn't really close to this person, but mm-hmm. I'm thinking, well, you know, do I how long do I hold on to that? Did for? you like any of their stuff when they were uh, around? Yeah, I guess probably maybe one, maybe two things, and yeah. the entire time I've been a quote unquote friend of theirs on Facebook. Yeah, it it it's a it's a tough decision to make, you know, to 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 whether or not to delete these people. Yeah, because I mean, you don't want to seem like a jerk, like oh, you were just in it for the friend, for the Facebook yeah, friend. Just, I was just in it for the, uh, yeah. the the superficial aspects of the friendship. Yeah, but here here's the problem. Right, you. We want alive people paying attention to what we're doing. Right, dead people don't give us any. There's nothing that dead people can do for us. Well, this is not even somebody who you know lived in the listening area. Oh, well, then you know, but but it's someone I've but it's someone I've known since say junior high school. What are you gonna miss on that page if you delete the person? Probably nothing. Right, right. In fact, I can guarantee nothing at all. Yeah, but I gotta make a decision. Here's here's the thing, guys like us. We, we have all these fans, because we're wildly popular radio hosts. Right, right. Uh, but we have all these fans, and there's only a finite number of people you can have as friends on Facebook, which the magic number seems to be 5,000. That's like the max number that you can have. Right. If you had a fan page, you can have as many as you want. But with us personally, you want to be a personal friend of ours, <laughs> you got to make room. Yeah, right. And uh, when that 5,000 gets filled up, it's kind of like, well, who's dead this week? <laughs> And then you go and you yeah, unfriend them all. There really should be like a Facebook obituary page so you can find out which one of your friends is no longer around. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm still friends with my late wife on Facebook, even though that she hasn't poked me in a long time. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like, but it, but it's like, you know, there's a, I think they got rid of that feature <laughs> yeah, years they, ago. They, they do. But it's like, you know, it's like, okay, yeah. You don't really want to, but eventually, uh, I'm going to need to make room for <laughs> for more lively people. Well, listen, you got to make know? space. Yeah, got to make space. And I don't understand the people who are still like all friends with her. Like, there's nothing happening over there. There's nothing happening on that page. Yeah, I know, but you know, like like on anniversaries and stuff like that, you you, you put your maudlin little uh, thing. Still missing you after all these years. No, I don't even so, do that. No, no, you don't yeah, do that. Yeah. But I've I, there's a quite a few people that do it every single year. And yeah, I, it's like I, I no. Well, no. you know, it's a lot cheaper than uh, calling up the Republican and saying, "Hey, can we put a memorial in there?" <laughs> yes, that'll be fifteen hundred dollars, sir. We More know p- how much you miss your loved one. Here's, can we have fifteen hundred dollars to put your little memory uh, thing in the paper? Here's the crazy thing that about it: he's going to read. More people will find out you died. Through Facebook, that yeah. it will be for a twelve hundred dollar obituary well, in that, a newspaper. That's what I'm getting. That's at. it. That's what I'm that's, getting. That's, at. that's how the world has changed. But you know what? Time to axe the dead ones. You're dead weight <laughs> on my Facebook page. <laughs> this See this you. relationship means nothing to me yeah, anymore. Yeah, it's on. like you're dead to me. <laughs> it's Pax and Nickel on Rock 102. <laughs>